Okay. I am number six, and this is the New Prisoners Podcast. And this is a special that we're going to do called Osamaplicity. There, I got through it. I was worried about that, Chris. And I, I have with me TMP contributor, knower of, knower of all things, Chris Graves. Hello. <laughs> yeah, knower of everything except how to make money. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that possibly uh, this episode, folks. But uh, uh, so we decided to do this um, on the date of the well, the the death of record, I'd say, of <laughs> Osama bin Laden. But we're gonna take a look at maybe some different records today and uh, discuss that because I mean, if you were to pull aside someone on the street and ask them, like, name a terrorist for me. What would they say? What name would they come up with? What name is synonymous with terrorism? Um, Senator Joseph Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, yeah, that's something to talk about this episode for sure. Cause I'm sure there's some dirty, dirty dealings there. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, Osama I, bin Laden or Osama bin Laden depends on uh, the time frame. Yeah. Or Tim Osman. <laughs> yeah. He's the Western world's most famous heel. Yeah. And and he's he's no longer with us, but they still use the sentiment from that era of his uh, I, I'd say um, I wouldn't I don't want to say persecution, <laughs> but I want to say when they were when they were going after him <laughs> for whatever reasons, so we're going to discuss those reasons. Even if he didn't have a pulse, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Even if it didn't really happen, but their their search for bin Laden. Uh, was probably one of the biggest like uh, like suspense thriller type of endings that just what for me just went whenever it finally happened. Yeah, like by the time it finally happened, it was just like, oh, that's where they went with it. Oh, they're just gonna dump his body in the ocean. Oh, oh, that's the those are the reasons. Oh, okay, yeah, look, that makes sense. Sure, yeah. And the Western world just goes, oh, oh okay. I guess we spent all that money just for that. Just to throw a body in the ocean. That's yeah, burial at sea because they didn't want any more uh, repeats of uh, 9 11 type stuff, you know. But we had it anyway, right? Boston bombing happened, you know. Well, like, how many troops died? How many helicopters went down? Like, have you guys ever seen Saving Private Ryan? Like, how many fucking people had to die to get that asshole home? (laughs) Like, what? Like, what? I mean, if you imagine, right? If you imagine sending all these troops, all this equipment, uh, I mean, for the, those of you that are uh, the global uh, warming or cooling or whatever the fuck they tell you nuts, um, yeah. you know, like imagine the fuel. Just imagine the fuel alone that they burned to go over there to chase this motherfucker through the mountains somewhere. Go yeah. into somebody else's country like Pakistan or whatever and, and a bunch of other Including ones. Including CIA tunnels that were built for him, apparently. So, I mean, the way that this comes together for me, and I, I did, so, I had to do some research on my own, Chris, because just to familiarize myself more, because I don't want to look like such a schmuck next to you. But um, never, the, never, my friend. Just uh, techn- technological stuff aside, well, not aside. Uh, te- yeah, believe me, uh, I'm the schmuck. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Oh yes. <laughs> if, if you go by the true definition, no, I'm, I'm playing No, but, uh, no, the, the, the idea that we spent all this blood and treasure to go after this guy, imagine if you had say made a friend in your neighborhood, right. And then you, you pump this guy up 
you uh you bring them to all the barbecues you introduce them to everybody and all of a sudden you just have like this little falling out right you have a little falling out with them and then after that falling out like you you pin like somebody breaking into your house on him all right so then because somebody broke into your house you tell everyone else in the neighborhood that you have the right to go into all of their homes and search all their shit and threaten all of their families because you don't know who broke into your house right and you but you're pinning it on this guy you're chasing him through the entire neighborhood you're 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 telling them that you, they are harboring him right so you're breaking in other people's homes because you accuse people of harboring someone that you're chasing when you yep. have no proof that they even did the thing that you said that they did and in fact it was you that broke into your own house. It was you that broke your own window open. Now you're talking your... about Boston, right? When being on the lockdown oh. for a teenager that was found in a boat. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, these stories sort of overlap, don't they, my friend? Yeah, uh, they like, repeat definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What? When you have like such a like a if if there is a playbook, if there is a group of people that are sitting in a room like brainstorming these ideas somewhere. A think tank, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if those things do exist, right? Yeah. Then these are plausible avenues that I can. For, I I could just picture. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, I have a cough. Yeah, people choosing from, and when we talk about the pattern, like, I don't know, Chris, if you heard. Um, I, I listened to a segment the other night, and uh, it was it was on Benny Johnson's uh YouTube. Somebody sent me. Good old and, it, and it was the CIA being involved in two of the hijackers in 9-11. Yeah, that does that usually doesn't happen, you know what I mean? Now, and I'm thinking, what are the coincidences that of all the people on earth that the CIA would have had any contact at all? I'm not I'm just I'm just talking about like these people actually were in the same room as a person that was in the CIA. What are even the odds of that, right? right. That, that that one terrorist, quote unquote, that flew the plane supposedly into this location, <laughs> right? That, that that person, what are the odds of that person even being around a CIA agent at any point in their life? Well, I'm not a mathematician, but maybe uh, one in three. I went so, to public school too, by the way. And 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 that's what I'm talking about, folks. Because of that one connection, it makes me cu- more curious. Because I, I'm thinking that statistically, that it's almost fucking impossible for there to be a connection between these two supposed hijackers and the CIA. Like that because it's so statistically unbelievable that they wouldn't have had any sort of meeting, um, discussion, talks of plans, maybe. Um, why else? Why else would there be a connection there? Were they in the were they just in the same line at Disney World together? Was that is that the connection? Well, let let's take a look because uh that that's that's kind of what maybe we should lead with then, Chris. And then we're going to go into a lot of the research um, you've put into this topic. Um, you've done some work for our friend, author, uh, Donald Jeffries, who uh, shout out to him. He's going to have a new book coming out 
Uh, Chris, I know that you supplied some of the some of the goods uh, for that <laughs> as well. From the lockdown forward, did. yeah, March of 2020. Yeah. Uh, Chris, rather quickly, do you want to tell the audience about that book and what that's going to be like and about, and maybe when that's coming out soon? It's all about the uh, the quote unquote pandemic. Um, it's called Masking the Truth. And that should be out very shortly. I think he's just waiting back on uh, some people that are writing the forward for it. So that should be something coming, coming. So he had to go, he had to go independent publisher route uh, this time because Skyhorse wouldn't touch it, you know, for the last couple of years. But we were uh, not to pat ourselves on the back or or anything, but we were finding all this stuff way long before. It was starting to become accepted, uh, some of this stuff, especially the vaccine rollout and all the corruption and everything. We were keeping track of that pretty much in real time. And there's a lot of stuff in that book that people will, will remember when they read it, but they'll be like, oh, I forgot all about that. No, we were keeping keeping tabs, you know, because it's important to, to go back and see what was reported and what now no one remembers or what's not talked about anymore and kind of like the events of september 11th and the boogeyman known as osama bin laden it's a lot of uh, parallels folks to what the original reporting was and what the official myth or the official story is now so yeah masking the truth uh, coming uh, hopefully coming later this year uh, fairly soon actually not even later like should be any any time now and you bet we're going to have uh, Dawn back on to talk about it and celebrate the release. You know what? Here's an idea. So Ooh. lately we've been we've been pushing our friend Dawn online to uh, have Fox <laughs> News yeah. replace uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, you know show with uh, Dawn Jeffries. Yeah. So I, I think and and I had a chance to go on to uh, Ocelli.com again, which is always an honor. Um, especially after this past week. Um, also yeah. huge shout out to our friend Chuck and hope you're feeling better, brother. Um, but you know, it was, it was nice to be able to do the call-in show Friday and guys, if you haven't listened to these call-in shows, or if you like participating in conversations like this, yeah. please every Friday night, uh, from eight to a, whenever, <laughs> eight yeah, to 10, yeah, usually, roughly, usually 10, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, make sure to check out um, the call-in show at Ocelli.com. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, check our Twitters for that call-in number and everything like that. Unless you have it handy, Chris, if you want to read it off to people, they want to that make is note of it. 319-527-5016. And that is 319-527-5016. And that's uh, yeah, Friday nights on Ocelli.com. And there's a message board in there, a chat board rather, and uh, you can participate uh, on the phone or through Skype. You know, that's Chuck.Ocelli on Skype, and he'll bring you in if you, you'd rather communicate that way. And uh, yeah, and that's the call-in number. It's a, it's a fun time, you know? It is. It is. And, you know, we've had some awesome people call in. Uh, I, I love when Harlan calls in. Harlan's yeah. amazing, man. I, I, I've had many friends in my life that are truck drivers. And I found that um, they are some of the most knowledgeable people because they are constantly on the road. And while in the cabin, especially if you're you know, by your lonesome or even working with somebody, I'm sure, um, you end up listening to a lot of news and podcasts and things because you just can't jam music all the time. 
Um, yeah, I, I love music, but I just, I, in my car, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm driving around too, but just like these guys, man, I mean, from, uh, like the talk radio days when I listened to talk radio growing up, like just, uh, the callers that would call in that were truck drivers, man, they would drop some real, real knowledge on you because yeah. they, they, they have the time to dedicate to this type of stuff. And that's Chris, like we were having an, an off camera conversation about was, is that, you know, whenever you put in your time to do research on topics like this, like I, I think of like you, you do a legitimate job, like by putting together research and by producing your podcasts. And you've been doing an excellent job at that too, since you came over right. to StreamYard, like the, the quality of your shows is not only improved so much over the past couple of you know episodes, because I've, I've, I've watched everything that we put on the network. Like, so everything that we do over at TMP, like everything I put on all my platforms, I make sure to watch through everything. And a uh, big shout out to uh, our friend, Tom Cooper, uh, yeah. who's uh, part of conspiring with Mr. Cooper, because uh, last couple episodes have been bangers too, man. Um, just really awesome stories about, you know, uh, with prison. Tom and, oh yeah, with Tom and Angry Tiger and our, our good friend, Don, you know, bringing it all back to Don. Um, you know, that was my way of part of that. That was my way of trying because I felt bad that Tom, he just based on the time difference because he's on the West Coast, mm -hmm. uh, he, he kind of uh, he missed the opportunity to tell his story about, you know, his time in prison uh, when Don was doing an I protest episode about, you know, people that have been in prison. He had he had other people like a dog. I think he had a psychiatrist that worked in a, at a prison before on with him. He had a few, a bunch of people, but Tom didn't kind of missed out. And I figure we'll bring, we'll just bring I protest to Tom. So that, that was, uh, that was a, that was uh, a success is what I'm trying to say. Um, on Saturday. Yeah. So I felt really good about uh, him being able to do that. So. Well, and that's also something too, where like, when we have conversations like this, it's important that we involve like people's personal connections to these things. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's fun to sort of play around in the conspiracy realm and, and just like, and, and discuss certain things, even crazier things, right? Like to, yeah. just to get into more, and that's, that's kind of the cool vibe that I think the conspiring show has Yeah, is that more, you guys, more humor, humor. Yeah. yeah. You guys come at it at a more of a playful, more enjoyable way, like yeah. I think. Yeah, and it, you can't it, really talk, you can't really be discussing like Columbine or uh, you know nine eleven really, and and have you know fart jokes and things like. Not that we do fart jokes, but we had a couple of classy ones actually. But you know, we do some dirty jokes here and there. So it, you know, if you have children nearby, it just explicit content. Just just remember that. But it's yeah. not filled with it, but. It's a way for me and Tom to be able to just relax, kind of, because this stuff gets really heavy, you know, especially, you know, the topic we're talking about today is there's no real humor in it. The only humor that you find in these type of things, the more grounded conspiracies, is the absurdities that the powers that be or whoever uh, want you to believe. You know, that's where the humor comes in. But with Tom, we can just joke, joke around about everyday life and talk about pretty much just anything we don't really necessarily keep it to conspiracies either so we we'll be talking about many different things to come so tom cooper he, i'm glad the guy exists you know 
Oh, hell yeah. And and back to our friend Don Jeffries and the reason yeah. why I would want him to replace uh, Tucker Carlson, though. And I was going to say before uh, the thought um, just goes away, because you know how that happens to <laughs> Yeah. Huh? <laughs> We, yeah, we got a we got a bunch of letters over here at TMP. It's it's not just uh, <laughs> our abbreviated name, right? So, yeah. but uh, you know, we should maybe put that on a shirt. But um, oh, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say we should throw a uh, book release party for our friend Dawn on the show. Ooh, get yeah, get all yeah. of our friends together. Get all the Dawn fans together. Do a simulcast on Dawn's YouTube and the American Plug channels on Rockfan, maybe. Yeah, and just do like a big event out of it. Right, That'd be really cool, yeah. Because Don deserves that, you know, and you and you deserve that too, Chris, for putting in the time. So, well, yeah, to you. bring that back around, you know, because that's all know. Don. Though in the end, it's Don's work, you know. I just oh, I, I try, try to find the things that are the most relevant and uh, offer them up to him, you know. Well, and folks listening out there, a way that we could uh, have Chris um, put his work and, and, and preserve it. Uh, for all of us to be able to access. So if you have curiosities into these issues that Chris uh, so often covers, anything from what we're going to talk about today, anything 9-11 related, anything Kurt Cobain related, you know, there's a there's a wide range uh, that Chris covers regularly. And Chris is uh, one of those friends that will take the time to make sure to send something to you that he finds important. And it's gotten, me, it's gotten me into trouble with people though too they think i'm spamming them sometimes and that's well it's not the and, case <laughs> but what you the information that you provide and i'm sure the audience can attest to this too is like it, it's so helpful to understand what's being talked about because i think that you know one of the one of the flaws i'd say that there is an alternative media and and we have a lot going for us technologically you know like there's there's so much more beyond you know, just talking about things. And I think that there's, there's an element to our format here at TNP and the format that you've utilized, uh, Chris, whenever it comes to bringing up these sources and making sure people have access to them to help their understanding of it. Because I don't want you folks just going around to your friends and family members and said, I heard Chris Graves and six say this on TNP this week. Yeah. I want you to go to the source list and I want you to find those articles. I want you to maybe take the time and read them and come up with your own conclusions and then share that with people. You know, I want you folks to have a greater understanding of these things. That's why we do things like this. So I'm going to pull this up on the screen right now. Um, But yeah, Dawn should have that show, by the way, because Dawn is a populist and Dawn gets along with everybody. And I think Dawn is one of the people, too, that believes enough in the good of people that I think that he's the only one in the alt to the alt that would take that job. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think a lot of our other like the other senior members of our community that I really love and are honored to be a a part of. Right. I don't think that they'd take it. Like, I think David Knight answered a question. Shout out to David Knight for giving us a shout out, too. Woo, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, getting to hear your name too, Chris. Like uh you know, on David Knight. Thanks to the Knights of the Storm for making that happen too. What an awesome QA that they did. But uh the uh the idea that Dawn could be in that chair, uh hopefully it squeaks. We have to make it squeak somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but 
uh, what we Jeff were Rentz about. Wasn't, Jeff Rentz wasn't a big fan of it, so I guess uh, Don uh, retired the chair. <laughs> I still I think they should bring back the angle and um, have a Ooh. hair versus chair match at next uh, year's WrestleMania. Hair versus chair. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Maybe if the book, uh, you know, blows up, we can have him on as a have him on WrestleMania as a special guest for that. But yeah. uh, no, the um, the idea of putting Don in that chair um, is that Don would be able to have conversations like this in earnest, and with and with the amount of pragmatism towards it, and the and just like the the way that Don deals with guests and people, that if you gave him that vehicle, that if you gave him that level of production. Like if you let a bunch of producers work with him and 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 help him be more coordinated and technologically, you know, advanced in his presentation, I think Don would fucking kill it, man. I think he would <laughs> do an excellent job. Yeah, yeah. But, wait, um, wait, just to get the hashtag going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Replace uh, replace Tucker Carlson with Don Jeffries, folks. But um, now, and uh, let's 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 talk about this. So the other night, listening to Benny Johnson. Uh, somebody, uh, one of the listeners sent uh, a link to me, which I love. Thank you for doing that, listeners. Um, all of you love you guys that, that send links. Um, but I, I went and watched the little video, and here it's uh, about this Gray Zone article. And it says yeah. here, from the Gray Zone, bombshell filing, 9-11 hijackers were CIA recruits. Now, that's that's a bold statement to say that they were actually recruited by the CIA. I mean, that's... They must have some evidence leading towards that, I would hope. So it says at least two 9-11 hijackers had been recruited into a joint CIA-Saudi intelligence operation. Well, what was the mixture? Was it 80-20, like, like a hamburger? Like how much <laughs> of each involvement was there? Yeah. Was there like just a document where it said USA on it? Like, well, we'll, we'll read forward. Um, that was covered up at the highest level, according to an explosive new court filing. Hmm. So it says a newly released court filing raises grave questions. Now you can click on the court filing here and boop. There it is. Uh, <laughs> attachment B that's, that's it. No, no, I'm just playing there. No, there is 22 pages of this in here. So there's a little, Oh, is that what they did? Yeah. Yeah. Benny was showing this on the segment. This is how they organized everything. Well, that's great. Yeah. So let's do this. Uh, control F and let's just type in Osman. Is there any? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. No, there's no entries for Osman, Chris. Oh, we'll come We'll come back to that. Yeah, I did find an article that shows that link because I remember us uh, talking many months ago. Yeah. Uh, I think when we first uh, started doing these shows, you mentioned the uh, Tim Osman story. Tim Osman is a most likely Osama bin Laden folks or was. <laughs> right, so a, there is no um I'm typing C I A. Nothing. Nothing comes up in this document under CIA. What about Al Qaeda? No. No. Okay. They don't do they don't do a really good job uh putting this together. That's for sure. Uh, we'll have to come back to that. So let's switch back. Now it says, um, raises grave questions about the relationship between Alex Station, a CIA unit set up to track Al-Qaeda chief Osama bin Laden and his associates, and two 9-11 hijackers 
leading up to the attacks, which was subject to a cover-up at the highest levels of the FBI. Yep. Hmm. Again, like I, I, I'm looking at the court filing here. Let me let me open this up in a different screen just so I can. Uh, and then, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to the chat too, okay. so maybe you can pull it up. Maybe you can find something in there real quick. Let me see. Hmm. All right, copied link, boop, and it's there. Gotcha. All right, yeah, take a look at that and see if you can find anything there that's worthwhile because I'm, I'm having trouble finding anything in here right now, folks. Um, let's go over to this real quick because I wanted to uh, point out something here. It says, uh, Despite conducting multiple lengthy interviews with a range of witnesses, producing hundreds of pages of evidence, formally investigating several Saudi officials, and launching a grand jury to probe a Rydia-run U.S.-based support network for the hijackers, Encore was abruptly terminated in 2016. Yep. This was purportedly due to a Byzantine intra-FBI bust-up over investigative methods. So the article says uh, before all this, just to give you some context, folks, obtained by Spy Talk, the following is a 21-page declaration by Don Canestrero, a lead investigator in the Office of Military Commissions. So this is a declaration. That's what this is supposed to be. Man, this is the time where this is a Lisa question. <laughs> i'm like lisa belanger what uh what does a declaration actually mean is this evidence like that's what i i can't get too excited whenever journalistic um entities like the gray zone or anybody releases something with that much of a claim that there's a direct tie because i want to see that what the direct tie is chris that's that's what i'm kind of bringing up here because if you're running, folks, if you're running with hijackers were CIA recruits, well, what is that based on? It's based on a declaration here. Well, what is a declaration? It just Did somebody just testify that that's true? So be it. That makes it true. Like, what else is there? Is there any actual you know, documentation of this? Is there anybody else you know, con uh, conferring with this information? Am I saying that correctly? I mean, does it concur? There we go. Uh, with this information, I don't know. I, I concur. Know. Exactly. Thank you. That's what I was. That's what I was looking for. But it says it summarizes classified government discovery disclosures and private interviews he conducted with anonymous, high-ranking CIA and FBI officials. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> so he taught. We're supposed to believe he talked to people. Okay. Uh, many agents who spoke to Canestrero headed up Operation Encore, the Bureau's aborted long-running probe into CIA government connections to the 9-11 attack. Hmm. So, but uh, don't worry, folks. When originally released in 2021, wow, on the office's public court docket, every part of the document was redacted except an unclassified marking. Given its explosive contents, it is not difficult to see why, as... Canestrero's investigated concluded at least two 9-11 hijackers have been recruited either knowingly or unknowingly into a joint 
CIA Saudi intelligence operation, which may have gone awry. May have? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd say if they were involved, maybe something fucked up happened, right? I, I mean, I, uh, 50, 50 chance of Saudi involvement, it says here. Possible. I'll just give you my, my take on the Saudi uh, angle of 9-11. I'm sure it won't be a popular one, but... I feel like the role that Saudi Arabia plays in 9-11 truth is akin to the whole Cuba angle with the JFK assassination, where in in that it, it puts it gets too many researchers attention pulled away from the actual day itself um, and analyzing like how many gunmen there could have been, all the different bullets, uh, different guns being used, the uh, trajectories, the autopsy results. I, I, I feel like there's some significance to like, like with Lee Harvey Oswald, when you're creating a legend is what it's called when you're coming up with a backstory, like getting film of him passing out the leaflets, you know, with the whole Cuban thing. Um, that's important. It's kind of like with Timothy McVeigh passing out white supremacist, you know, material at gun shows, you know, things like that. And then you got Muhammad Adda and the other um, dupes, in my opinion, they're, uh, you know, they're being sheep dipped. Basically, they're going to bars. They're uh, they're they're t screaming about how they're airline pilots and they're not tipping like the bartender, which is going to. You know, it's going to make him remember that, hey, these 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 jerks came into, you know, for later on when you get eyewitness statements and things like that. I think Saudi Arabia was involved, but who who was in charge of basically propping up Saudi Arabia to begin with? You know, you got to look look back at that, too. Mm -hmm. So I think there's other agencies and other countries and our own agencies that were involved with September 11, 2001. That's what I'm trying to say. So, and there's also evidence that uh, a few of the hijackers were, uh, went to school on military bases, U.S. military bases. So I'm trying to pull up that article now, but right. yeah, the Osama of it all, I feel like he, he's just another uh, Lee Harvey, Tim McVeigh, Muhammad Atta even, like just you name it, the boogeyman of the week, you know, and then we had the Boston Bombers in which the uh, CIA and FBI were connected to as well. So it's the same playbook. It seems like over and over and over again, and it works. So why change it? You know, cause most, most folks, they go to their nine to five and come home and just want to have dinner and watch the boob tube, you know? Well, and some of the articles that I'm going to include on this week's source list, one of them uh, was one that we just recently pulled up on last week's uh, episode of TMP. And it was this one, Chris, because I this made me yeah. think too. Like, okay, so th this is another link between what we're talking about and what was happening over there in the CIA. When you talk about the CIA's involvement in 9-11, yep. here's another crazy link to not only the CIA and 9-11, but also CIA and what's been going on in the past few years. Yep. Or at least until Biden ding, ding, tapped, ding, ding, ding. Yep, Biden tapped his little staff on the ground and said, yep. now from here on it, um, I, what are we doing? Oh, this guy. And then he shakes somebody's hand that isn't there. And his and eyes turns back bleeding. to the children. Yeah, yeah. I heard he botched like an entire like press conference in front of children this week too. Yeah, he's talking about ice cream when he's supposed to be talking about like the, the shooting at the, uh, in Nashville, he's talking about chocolate ice cream or something. Yeah. Anyway. 
I, I haven't watched it yet. I just hope he's not talking about like, hey, kids, you know how you're in the shower? Like, it's just as soon as I hear that, man, I'm going to have to click back. I, I don't know if I could listen to something that crazy. But anyway, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, the the uh, the links between the, the CIA, Osama, and the CIA and what's been going on with COVID. Um, yes. There is... <laughs> There, there is a lot of um, hmm, overlapping themes, including Dark Winter, right? Which Biden himself was involved in. He's the guy. And then we also <laughs> He's have the Dark Winter guy. <laughs> the the woman, I, her name escapes me at the moment, but the woman that was in charge of Logan Airport on 9/11 has some ties to uh, some of the vaccine companies right now as well. I sent that to Donald a while back. But there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, you could connect the dots and you could tell us, well, you're just connecting dots where there's no real connections. But it seems like the same characters and events are tied over the years. And that's kind of what Donald's work is all about with Hidden History, is that he basically shows how all these, these major events throughout our history have connections to each other. And they're not isolated events as the mainstream media would have you think you know you mean like mk ultra chris because there's also a tie maybe to that because this is a link that you sent yeah. me way back from episode 68 folks yeah. uh, we're on 81 now so like we we've we've covered a lot of this ground be before like just in conversation these are links that chris finds live on air and sends them to us, and we document them by putting them on the Substack source list. Well, so. look at the look at the second line down because that headline that's in this article right now is not the one that you would have to click on when you first get to the story. the The headline itself was all about his mother saying he was brainwashed by a cult when he went to college, and you see the second line kind of like takes that place right there mm -hmm. um, about his mother. Ali Ganem, it says Osama bin Laden's mother said he was brainwashed at university. They get into it a little bit in the article, but I was uh, kind of let down because they the whole whole reason I went and copied the article and then found out after sending it to you live on the thing that oh wait they only touch upon that a little bit. But yeah, if you go scroll down just a little bit, mm -hmm. they go into it because it, the article becomes about how Osama's son wants to replace him as like the Al Qaeda and a network leader and all that. But the thing that got to me was this this assumption by his mother or this thought by his mother that he may have been, you know, brainwashed uh, when he left the home, you know? Oh, yeah. And when you talk about creating a legend, yeah. somebody, right? Um, it says here in the article, folks, the family of Osama bin Laden fear his son is intent on avenging his father's death and have pleaded with him to not follow in the terror mastermind's footsteps. Right. One of his uncles, Hassan, told the Guardian, we thought everyone was over this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then the next thing I knew, Hamza was saying, I am going to avenge my father. I don't want to go through that again. But if you scroll down when he, she's actually talking about him going to college, uh, it gets into the brainwashing cult. And I'm like, what did she hear that would lead her to such assumptions? You know? Well, yeah, it, it says here in the in the article, too, that uh, here they try and explain bin Laden was shot dead by U.S. Navy SEAL team in Pakistan in 2011. And today is that date, um, May 2nd, 
that apparently that bin Laden was killed. So now it says that the uh, 29 year old who jihadis have hailed as their heir to the leadership of terror group Al Qaeda is believed to have traveled to Afghanistan. In an interview, his family who live in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, urged Hamza not to follow the same path as his father, who approved the devastating 9-11 terror attacks on the New York on the New York on the New York <laughs> who wrote this the Iron Sheik yeah. it wrote it on the New York yeah, <laughs> you know I hate the Hulk Hogan too you know yeah. okay but um probably a terrible Iron Sheik but anyways on on the New York uh in 2001 which killed 2,977 people yeah now it says one of his uncles Hassan told the Guardian we thought everyone was over this yeah. Then the next thing I knew, Hamza was saying, I'm going to avenge my father. I don't want to go through that again. Mm -hmm. I just read that. <laughs> what could that apply to? Yeah, exactly. What, I mean, that could apply to anything. That's one quote. What does that well, mean? I remember uh, the Boston Bombers uncle got on, you know, that we found out later on has CIA connections. Uh, he was going on telling that. Telling everyone that uh, his his nephews were losers and jerks and everything. You remember that? <laughs> hey, maybe he wants to. Uh, maybe Hamza here. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of Hamza's brain, and neither would I know anyone else's for that matter. I hate when people do that shit. But uh, yeah. just uh, speculating here, based on one quote here, we're supposed to. We're already made up our minds that Hamza is plotting <laughs> to avenge the death of his father violently, though. That's what's that's what's implied, I believe. Right. Um, yeah, after mentioning all this with that, you know, the trauma-based mind control, the death of 2,977 people, right yeah. after that, they hit you with one quote, and you're supposed to attach that. That's the mind fuckery of all of this, isn't it? So that that's, works sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So you automatically if so if the if somebody came on in a suit that you don't know, right? That you somehow, by your birth in this fucking country, delegated them to be able to take your resources from you by force yep. and then fly over to some godforsaken fucking country, right? Yep. And murder people because of this quote of this guy saying, I'm going to avenge my father. That's why. That's what they'll say. That'll be the whole press conference. Folks, we have intelligence saying that Hamza is going to avenge his father. And then, they, and then they show you a bunch of footage on, on NBC or whatever the fuck you're watching that's trying to brainwash you that it's okay that we go overseas and murder a bunch of people because we think that this guy is might be doing things. It's, it's fucking minority report pre-crime just with the military industrial complex committing war, heinous war crimes that like if you found out that there was just like a cult of Satanists. They were doing the sickest fucking things imaginable to men, women, and children, right? Our military is guilty of all of that <laughs> for the past almost, what, 30 years <laughs> at least? I mean, we're not even talking about going back to the first Gulf War, folks. We, we could talk about that a little bit later. By the way, I hope that Sergeant, speaking of the first Gulf War, we're watching a lot of classic wrestling from the 91 Gulf War era in WWF and oh, just yeah. the sickening and absurd like positioning of, of the military industrial complex in the storyline there of our troops going over to a, a Kuwait to defend our freedoms 
and Roddy Piper even, whom I love, <laughs> saying make him, you know, he who had a niece or something like that over there at the time. That'd be an interesting. I wonder if she's still around. That'd be an interesting interview. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roddy, uh, Roddy Piper's niece. If you're listening, I don't know your name, but yeah, get with us. I but, uh, I well, I came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I well, have yeah. no more gum. But him saying, go over and make him eat sand. Like something like, ah, oh, I was like, oh, come on, Rowdy. Come on, man. Like there was no, there was no context to the audience of why we were going over there yeah. or anything. And then just like you see these Bang cartoonish. Bang the war drum. Bang the yeah. war Oh, yeah. You see these cartoonish figures. And, and like, you know, Sarge was a great hand, as they say in wrestling. Like Sergeant Slaughter existed in an era that the, the wrestling matches he had with Pat Patterson and, and other greats are phenomenal. But um, Sarge was like more of a, an old school like type of, you know, brawler. And with with that type of gimmick, like for him to come out as cartoonish as he was, like taking the side of Iraq in this era, yeah. I would love to hear like what how he felt about that, because like he was such an old school guy, like they had such a believable gimmick, like he took like what Arlie Ermey did in full metal jacket. And he turned it into like an imposing, like he's a big fucking dude. I will fuck you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he put that into play. And also imagine that like post Vietnam, like yeah. watching that. I don't know if you got a chance to watch that little YouTube clip. I sent you of Jesse Ventura drink. Yeah. Um, uh, but when he's going off about Vietnam and his treatment um, yeah. as a soldier, after coming back from Vietnam, and how it made him feel like he wasn't even a man. Right. And especially that he couldn't go to a, he served so early in his life that he couldn't even go to a bar and drink. Right. And just how that, that is that absurdity is still around today that we can, we can have kids deciding if they're on puberty blockers, but you can have young men and women going overseas to make them eat sand, you know, to murder people. Kill. And then, yeah. And then they come back home and they can't even buy a fucking beer. Yep. They can't get a vape pen. <laughs> like, right. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here with your stupid rules. Like what 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 sort of authority did we give people like in this country to al allow them to do that to our young people? Right. Like to just move this broomstick around. Like that that just like, oh, you're 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 good enough to kill, but you're not good enough to drink, you know, like the rest of us. You know, it's just it's so awful. It's so awful what they do to young folks. Uh, I, I would love to have, you know, Jason Barker has a much more positive, you know, mindset whenever it comes to the military because of his background. And I completely respect that. I would love to hear like sort of like when he finally gets out his thoughts and feelings on what young people um, in the military are dealing with now, like what the next generation sort of a military people is going to have to deal with. I would love to hear his thoughts and feelings on that, or at least what he can share. Because uh, well, dude obviously knows a lot. Well, I'll say this, um, Six. The thing that I was afraid of earlier, I've been able to find. So it wasn't scrubbed. Well, the, that's last, good. the last two articles pretty much are the benchmarks of what this special is all about. And that is that Osama bin Laden uh, was reported to have died multiple times way before May of 2011. So I don't know if you want to delve into that because uh, this is mainstream sources too, folks. It's not what we're just making up. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right here in our little chat that we're sharing here. Yes, chat we room. can 
Uh, so do you want me to pull up the New the York Fox Times News one. or the, the Fox second, News one? The second okay. to last one, yeah. And then we'll do the New York Times real quick because it's right in the headline <laughs> for the okay. New York Times one. Yep. All right. I'm just waiting for the archive uh, to load. Here, let me add it to this. There we but, go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This is from December of 2001. Boom. Report. Bin Laden. Already dead. Yes. December 26, even though I think officially they would say later on it was December 16th. So this is even later on, uh, like a week or so after. But here it is. Well, and this is what I was going to talk about, too. I pulled this for the source list, Chris. I'm just going to and I'll jump right back to this article. Sure. But um, I pulled this, too, because, yes, early on, the spelling of Osama was Osama. It was Osama. Yeah. So it's that, just like it, that spelling like it, I've never even seen before till right now either. Usually I, it's USA, a USA. Think about that just right now. USA MA. <laughs> I didn't I, even put that together until wow, I'm an idiot. Yep. Well, it is just uh, it kind of like in wrestling, like they introduce the gimmicks under one name, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then they bring them back as another name. It doesn't Osama even have to be a different character. It could be the same basic character, but just they change the name slightly because the oh. first name didn't get over. Think about that. Like six. Max Moon. <laughs> I'm having a revelation right now. Like, think about that. The original in the most common spelling of Osama bin Laden before 9-11 was Osama bin Laden. Even his FBI page has it under Osama bin Laden. U-S-A-M-A. Mr. Tim Osman. Think about that. That is a little too on the nose if you think. And now, oh, we'll, we'll change that to an O. You know, kind of like Obama Hussein no, Barack, I screwed that up. Barack Hussein Obama. Then they well, dropped the Hussein thing and then they brought it back a couple times. That naturally created a bunch of Freudian slips there. And yeah, if you look exactly. at the rhetoric that was being expressed by people on the right, because like during that entire time, like that's when I was doing a lot of driving back and forth to school and other things. Yeah. So I listened to a lot of shitty conservative talk radio. <laughs> That's when they would bring uh, Hussein in the in the mix too, when they were going through the birth oh, the yeah. birther thing. Remember the birth, Oh, he yeah. he was born. Uh, he wasn't. He's he's a Muslim. And remember that they kept talking about that. I mean, well, yeah, that that's partially what gave us Donald Trump and and back yeah. into getting his name back into politics. The and whole birth. Remember movement. this? Hillary was the one that first was pushing the birther thing when she was up against Obama at first. Remember? I'm having a Lisa Belanger moment where everything is an op at this point. <laughs> like I, I'm not making fun. I love her, but it's like, I'm just saying like, it's so ridiculous that our, the president of the United States, at least for the, the yeah. you know, for four years, who knows what happened in 2020 at this point. Um, but you know, the, the president of the United States um, had a link to a story about um, a guy that may or may not have been born in this country. <laughs> yeah uh yeah doc certificate of birth and birth certificate and birth document there's a whole lot of mm, whole lot of little fuckery that can happen there i'm sure um things things that can get lost in bureaucracy chris when you brought up the change of name think about hard it it made for early, especially early on right which yeah. is some of the more critical times in which decisions are made when there's a rush to war right when you're going to the American public and you're and you're you're showing them three thousand dead, 
this guy, it's his fault. Then we you're have showing, to go after then you, him. Then you're showing his minions on monkey bars training to kill us. Remember on the monkey bars? Uh, absolutely, yeah. But then, then, well, you have to go after this guy now, right? And people can't even search any information about him because he rather goes by a different name that you're not aware of, or it goes by another name too, which is um, really odd. Um, yeah, well, that's what I'm pulling up right now. So this one from Australian Outlook says, uh, many happy returns of Al-Qaeda uh, from Allison Boynowski, Fija. Okay. Um, as it's loading this lovely picture. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that they're showing you. These guys are coming with their bullet belts. Just remember, remember Iron Man 3, everybody. I think Shane Black, the writer and director of Iron Man 3, was putting a little, you know, a little wink and a nod to uh, us conspiracy folks by making the Mandarin into basically Osama bin Laden with the propaganda and the fact that he was just an act, a drunk actor later on. I, I think, think there that was, was a, Iron Man. Was it Iron Man? No, that was Iron Man 3, buddy. Was <laughs> was Iron Man 3? Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Ben okay. Kingsley. Well, yeah, I just remember the the fuckery with him over in the Middle East in the first part, like just like the attention that that got is just like well, this yeah, kind of like Lord of War type of stuff. Like there was that a lot of propaganda stuff in there. But mm -hmm. with Iron Man three, they full out when Osama bin Laden with Ben Kingsley's character, the Mandarin, with the propaganda videos, terror videos that you found out he wasn't actually the the real boogeyman behind uh, Iron Man three. You know. Well, yeah. And you know but, something else, Six, I noticed and I picked up upon. I told our my good friend uh, Tony Arterburn one time that in the Captain America uh, TV show, the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that uh, is on Disney Plus, uh, shout out to them, I guess, um, in the Winter Soldier's black book, another black book of potential targets, one of the names was Tim Osman. Get the fuck out of here. Nope. I wish I could find a <laughs> screenshot from it, but Tim Osman is in the Winter Soldier's Black Book of Targets to Exterminate. Well, any of you Marvel fans out there, any, any of you uh, fellow comic book uh, uh, appreciators? Aficionados. <laughs> and Aficionados. Keep, in mind, yes. keep in mind, Captain America 4 is called... Uh, New World Order. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they just keep rubbing it in our face, don't they? Like, it's just like with the whole, oh, yeah. just the whole idea or concept of Hydra. Like, all of this reminds yes. me of like infiltrating dude. shield. What does that, what does that tell you? Well, just, paperclip? <laughs> well, and who popularized the term deep state other than our friend Donald Trump, who came out and popularized the birther theory, who came out and popularized many other theories and then switched stances on them or didn't pursue or any investigations to, uh, of those things send uh, hillary clinton to prison and then after says oh we're gonna leave them alone they're good people or stop the censoring of us you know stop the ongoing um surveillance of our online presence and manipulation of it you know the manipulation of the algorithms and this is stuff that affects businesses like this isn't just uh, oh they're 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 stifling speech of crazy people and they use people like Alex Jones another person that's connected to all of this too, um, in some strange way, uh, that you know they use people like Alex Jones so you just you want to throw shit on him because he's such a dumb fuck, like all the time like he fail he fails his audience consistently by bringing on people like Bob fucking Fletcher. 
the to recite lines from old sci-fi movies that only our <laughs> our well-esteemed friends you know, know know about you know from their vast knowledge of things but just, um just remember folks um half truths are not the truth well yeah that's the, this is what we were talking about like the bullshit that they feed us like the just the dumb shit in which the public just accepts because like when you when you ask somebody on the street like why did we go to afghanistan what are they going to say bin laden in 9-11 yeah they're going to well, say guess that. what that was in the planning stages all of 2001 for the oil pipeline unical and all that yeah and then even people in the alternative media when you pull up clips of them talking about shit like this, like it's them just explaining shit that they may have heard. Like that's why we want to document this type of stuff for you folks. So you can read into it too. So we're not out here just pro proclaiming that we know what the real, what the real truth is, right? This is something that's pissing me off a lot lately because like all that use of truth, it's kind of like they use Patriot for a while. Now it's truth and truth. Even 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 going back to, to fucking uh, flaming Cheeto penis himself, um, his, even his fucking social media platform that he lost his ass on. It's a truth. You're truthing it. Everything is the control of truth now. Because it's wanting my to know truth, the truth, his truth is such a bad thing, I guess. Right. Well, yeah. And there could be 17 different truths, right, that people just accept. So when you when you have like certain media that's leaning a, a particular way, they bring the guy on that can't represent that thing all that well. So you bring on Alex Jones to make a fool of himself, tear his shirt off, yell a bunch, you know, or you bring on another guy to pour a beard on his butt crack or whatever. You know, like you do these things to make the rest of us look like fools. So people don't pursue this information. People walking on the sidewalk that you would ask who's going to be who is involved in uh, the reasoning for going you know, to Afghanistan. And they say um, bin Laden and then they, they say 9-11 and that's all that they really know. Like if you show them a clip of Alex Jones proclaiming otherwise, they'll probably just be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. Like get, get that shit away from me. Like Tiger's completely right about this when he talks about it on his show. Like Angry Tiger uh, always nails this point. It's just like when you're approaching people with information like this and you run up screaming and shouting like you're the manic street preacher, like not. Nah. <laughs> So it's not going to work. But um, so now, folks, it says here in the article, what was to become Al Qaeda originated in Pakistan in the late 1970s among the Mujahideen, who with American backing. Yeah, that's right. The U.S., the Americans backed this oppose because, of course, we were opposing the Soviet supported secular government of Afghanistan. Well, what, what what harm could that have done to bring a theocracy to Afghanistan, Chris? Oh, yeah. But just keep just, in mind, just to your point from before, um, I keep, <coughs> excuse me, I keep harping on um, some of our friends, I won't name them, but always uh, willing to give a shout out to Alex Jones for uh, waking them up. And I always bring up the fact that Bohemian Grove in the video that he filmed and everything, he had to have been given access to that, to be able to do that. I mean, I can't prove it. So, you know, shame on me. But just think of that. That was a way of getting, giving him uh, street cred, if you will, with us conspiracy folks, you know, 
the awakening. But also remember that he likes to take credit for predicting 9-11, too, except the fact that Bill Cooper did it a whole month prior to his uh, to Alex's famous YouTube clip about call. Let's call the White House and tell them we know what what they're planning and everything. That was a full month after Bill Cooper predicted 9-11. So that was even more street cred that he was not did not deserve, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you go get back to it. I just want to make sure I, well, I'd say, that. you know, people that take on the characteristics of others, like it is a form of flattery, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and there is, there's many a times that you've brought this up, Chris, about how Alex Jones has sort of aped the characteristics of, uh, the one Bill Cooper. The yeah. Late Bill Cooper yeah. yeah. That he's just sort of dead skin masked him. Shout out to Slayer. Yeah. Slayer, yeah, yeah. Well, and and if you really wanted somebody that was sort of a a plant that could defame sort of a position of that sort, yeah. you would lure people in with the type of information that maybe someone like a Bill Cooper would provide, right? Right. Somebody that that would have legit information and source things and ask you to do your own research and everything. You'd lure them in with a little bit of that. And then you just mix in a bunch of other bullshit. You just mix Remember. in a bunch of other bullshit because anything that's brought up in, in the public eye now, you have yeah. this dumb fuck as like the representative for all of us. That's what people think of us. Remember, like, half truths are not is not the truth. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I mean we we may speculate in conversation, yeah, but we try and. I'll point it out. I'll say I can't prove that he was given access, yes. but just use your brain. Think about it. If Bohemian Grove is what he claims it to be, then his ass would have been tossed in the river way before he had a, a video camera in his hand, right? Well, and Isn't Chris, with, with your talents, though, we're able to document where we get some of this speculation from. Right. Like, that's that's the idea here, is that, you know, when we have these conversations about you know, plausible scenarios and making connections with things and how they could have formed. Like we don't, I mean, if we have hard evidence, we're going to present it to you. You know, if we have, you know, some type of claim, if we even have like articles, like we showed you where it's just, that's what we're talking about. It's just a quote. Like it's a quote in an article attached to something traumatizing to make you connect those two things Associate together it in the future. Yeah. yeah. And pointing out how the media does this to us. I think is extremely important. It's, yeah. it's not about like uh, we, uh, I mean, eventually I'd, I'd love to be able to do investigative reporting overseas, you know, and get people into these areas to investigate what really happened there. Like to rely on something like a Washington post to come to us with the actual well, evidence. Well, that, can or, be that can be dangerous too. Look at Daniel Pearl of the wall street journal. He was looking oh. into the ISI ties to the, the money that was given to the hijackers. And, and that's got, a lot crazier story than people think that it is. He got his head, his head uh, cut off for it. He's well, that's the, the famous video. And they yeah. showed it in a lot of uh, traumatizing ways to the public yep. and, and, and students and other things. And I and also if you, later on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because the connections with the, uh, uh, the father there with. Yeah. Uh, Bur oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot that's of the whole special itself. I'm telling that you, that is a whole special. All these itself. rabbit holes do. But what were you showing me? This is something I hadn't seen that someone wrote in an article here. Yeah. He was a colonel 
Colonel Tim Osmond. And this is why it's important to reach outside of your country, too, for information. This yeah. is why I want to bitch slap people who are like, yeah, ban the foreign invader apps. Like, <laughs> yeah, ban RT, ban the foreign invader apps. See what you get? But keep in a, mind that that, a can that can also be used for propaganda because our government is oh. not the only one. But it can be uh, a source of information or to contrast with what they're telling us here. You know, the BS absolutely. Here. I mean, if if you only know a one one dimension of the argument, even yeah. s- that you're the fact that you can't even see, and let's just say that this is a false dichotomy on both ends. That both ends are just you know coming at us like a, like they're yeah. trying to spit roast us, you know, right? right. With with bad information. <laughs> then at least the conspiracies that they'll put out on purpose too. Yeah, because it might even make you think it might spark something, right, that makes you want to delve into more. And I know this happens to you all the time, Chris. You'll see stuff like this and you'll be like, oh, you make the connections, but you you know the the search terms, you know the places to look, you know the the type of investigative work to do on stuff like this. So uh, but uh, and you've taught me a lot, too, my friend. So. And it says a member of the prominent Saudi Arabian family here in the article with links to the Texas Bush clan, Osama and in parentheses, Osama. USA Ama or yeah. Ma, yeah. USA Ma, yeah. Uh, Bin Laden was known to the CIA in the 1980s as Colonel Tim Osman, a successful leader in the Mujahideen. He felt the United States failed to reward him for his efforts. Oh, there's a long history of that, folks. It goes back to this nation's founding. We are always fucking over people and to over get us over. Shows. Always. It's not just Kissinger and the, all the game theory bullshit that we have adopted yeah. into our foreign policy. We've right. always done this as a nation. Maybe it's because we've always been owned by evil elites mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've never truly been free. We just live in a fake, fake free reality. Right? Everything else is bullshit, so it wouldn't surprise me. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that in a way, I, and I might be embellishing a little bit of it, but I, I think that uh, what I'm saying, I, I think Lisa and, and our friend uh, Vince Agnelli would probably agree with. Go, yeah. go check out the book, The Public Wheel and You, because it talks about the history and wheel spelled W-E-A-L by Vince Agnelli. Yeah, but check out that book, folks, because it talks about in the founding of our nation, um, how we were basically bought off in 1788. And from there on forward, we weren't yeah. really a free nation. We weren't really we weren't operating the government. We weren't telling the government what to do. They were telling us what to do. Folks. Hydra. Yep. Sorry, That's yeah. If you want to look back into it and all the secret societies and all all the other shit that ties into who became hey, the president. Fathers were Masons. Oh too. yeah. Who became Masons, president? I don't who's like in charge of our money? <laughs> What's know? on our money? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. What is that all about? And God we trust. And that, I believe, was not originally what it originally said. I don't think God was the, it was something else. And it, it, just look it up, folks. <laughs> and this isn't, and that's the thing. Like, people don't even know this isn't even ancient history when you talk no. about our country's history. Like, the people that go back that make connections between ruling, you know, elites. That, that like people like our friend Silas Guthier of Silas Speaks, definitely go check out his channels. Um, he's on Rumble. He's also on Odyssey and BitChute. Um, go check him out if you're on any of those platforms. But he explains throughout ancient history the connections between all of these things and the symbolisms behind them and stuff. To think that that wasn't fucking happening in the founding of this country, to think that it wasn't happening in, in the, 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 the founding of our government and the construction of this bureaucracy... Ooh, no, they were getting they were getting a lot of hints from a lot of other cultures, folks. 
a lot of other a lot, a lot of, of other republics that existed before it had failed <laughs> a lot, a lot of saying. people think that the royal bloodlines were still running the show like even when we were you know supposedly independent from england so well and that ties into this story my friend for me because like who's really running this fucking show yeah like who who elected these fucking people in the cia in the 80s yeah. You know, to to do business with somebody like this, yeah. That let's just say if we bought into their whole angle, we bought their entire story, motherfucker. You initiated the conversation. You're the <laughs> one that started the deal that ended up in three thousand dead in our country, and God yeah. knows even how many over there. And there's and all the multiple. And I say I have to say over there because it's multiple fucking places. Yeah. Look at what we did to country. Yeah. Yeah. Look at what we did to Libya. Look at what we did to Yemen. Look at what we've done to uh, the northern horn of, of Africa. Yeah. I mean, look at what's going on in Africa right now. Yeah, It's all a shoot off of this. It's all these different uh, theocracies. We created the caliphate. Are these connections to, the, <laughs> these connections to uh, Iran-Contra and all over north to 9-11? So it's all connected, dude. Like I keep saying it because it really is. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of especially the bureaucracy. Like we're talking about, like yeah. it really, it really advanced because when people are emotional, they shouldn't be signing documents, right? Yeah. Um, whenever, whenever you're aggrieved, whenever you lose someone close to you and your family, you're in a really vulnerable position. Yep. And when people take you into a room or whenever people offer you things, there's a certain amount of ethics involved in dealing with somebody in that position because People that are aggrieved uh, do not make sound, logical decisions. Right. So the idea behind this trauma-based mind control is, is that by, by killing people and putting it on our television and by telling us that we had to go and fight enemies that we knew yeah. dick all about, right? And now invisible point. ones. Now invisible ones, yes. But not only that, but then fight an ideological war too. Yeah. Well, what, is, what does that require? Well, that requires you jumping into the country's culture. I'm going to go back to the panel for a second instead of just leaving this up here. I think it makes better, for better view. But um, I just wanted to express this. This required what the government did with the CIA and the, all the different um, you know, DARPAs and people like that to develop ways to infiltrate culture. It necessitated that. So when we were overseas, we were playing around with somebody's ideology, trying to get it to do certain things, rather to get it to collapse, get it to be violent, um, get it to um, uh, fragment. And who knows? Maybe even like what you you had an excellent, excellent interview, Chris, with uh, Redix Verum uh, this past, yeah. you know, Christina on the, on the this past week. And she pointed out that what the FBI does to find marks, maybe people like Tim Osman, yeah, and to make them to make a legend of them, kind of like the Mandarin. And just remember, yeah. yeah, like the Mandarin in Iron Man three, and that article we just showed where Osama's mother had had questions about whether he was brainwashed at university by a cult. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's. For yep. for us for us to view these things uh, objectively, right? We we can't we can't say that the CIA created 
Osama bin Laden. The CIA has a lot of ties, and you can look at Dave McGowan's work, has a lot of ties with cults and serial killers. But if the CIA, just like I was talking about with the hijackers, if the CIA did have any contact with him, what are the fucking odds that he became Osama bin Laden as as the public knows him? Osama. Osama. Yeah, at least his first initial gimmick name. The USA. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Originally, Osman. Yeah. I'll tell you this, Six. In July, and this is what got Bill Cooper all pissed off, too, in the summer of 2001. In July of 2001, Osama or Usama, whatever, um, was on kidney dialysis at an American hospital in Dubai, I believe, and he was met by a CIA officer. (laughs) Mic drop. Yep. Why else would that have occurred, folks? I'll pull that article up and put it in the chat, too, just so uh, people are not like, he's full of shit. Yeah. Hey, that's what we do. We, we drop we drop the links on them to just show oh, well, you where we got that from, folks. Now, some you, of these things we can't prove, you know, exactly, you know, but we'll show you where we got the info from. That's that's what we're talking just, about. Just, just if you could, just for, for my sake and my mental sake, can you just read some of that Fox News article from December 26, 2001? Just so Absolutely. people get a, a good idea of where we're coming from here when it comes to his death or many deaths over over time. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right that's now. that's the one I thought was scrubbed forever, but yeah, earlier nope. we were scrambling to find some info earlier today because uh, you know we send so many things back and forth to one another. Occasionally they get misplaced. I'm going to blame myself for that. Um, <laughs> but it says report here, folks. This is from Fox News of December 26, 2001. Usama spelled with a U S A M A U S A Ma Bin Laden. Uh, has died a peaceful death due to an untreated lung complication. Yep. Uh, Graves, I think I actually remember hearing about this. Oh, yeah. Yep. Peaceful death. Because there was long like uh, speculation that he was ill and he had a crew basically with him to like keep him alive. He had various yeah. ailments. Well- well, look at this. Look at the Guardian one real quick. I don't I don't mm-hmm. mean to go back and forth, but to Not what you just said, this is what I was saying about the American hospital. Well, and while <laughs> I'm pulling that up, too, didn't they just fucking do that with Putin? Didn't yeah. They just float the idea. Oh, look at yeah, Putin. Cancer. He's yeah, looking kind of cancerous. You know, look at those hands. I think. Yeah, yeah look at his hands. Look how he slouched. You yeah. know, it's there's claims, folks. And, of course, and, and, the Guardian is like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, but uh, well, it was reported a bunch of different places. But right here, see? Alleged. CIA agent alleged to have met bin Laden in July. And this is, ooh, when is this dated? This is October 31st, 2001. There we French go. report claims terrorist leader stayed in Dubai hospital. Anthony Sampson. I want to talk to Sampson. All right. Sampson. Yeah, yeah. so. He was on dialysis, folks. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Yeah, I heard that he was on dialysis and they, they had a crew like with the Can you imagine like uh, for uh, anybody that's ever had anyone in their family or they themselves, bless you, if you have had to go through dialysis, it is. It looks miserable. My it, mother is going to have to start doing that um, soon. Yeah. But right here it says, yeah. this is what got Bill Cooper all pissed off in uh, at the end of June of 2001. 
because the alphabet agencies claimed that they had no idea how to find bin Laden and where he was. But yet CNN had an interview with bin Laden with one of their guys and not the one from 1997 or from like 2000 or whatever. But in the, the, the few months before 9-11, they sent somebody and they knew how to get to him. He granted them an interview, and it was right around the time of this uh, arrival in Dubai uh, on July 4th um, to get dialysis. So I'll just let you take over there. But that's what Bill Cooper was pissed off, saying that we have a trillion-dollar defense system. We can find, like, you can find um, a gnat in, like, pig shit or whatever. I, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, with satellites and everything, but we couldn't locate bin Laden and where he is right now. That's what he was all pissed off about. Um, but right there, yeah. Well, especially going into Dubai, such a and now uh, it is funny because just recently uh, I was I was watching a video a friend sent me of uh, an athlete over in Dubai uh, who's like a gymnast and stuff like that, and just they, they sent it to me because of how crazy it was that this guy had his girlfriend there in the swimming pool at the resort, and she's like in a thong, and they're talking about drinking. And like, if you would have asked me like 10 years ago, like would that have happened in Dubai? Like I, I would, I would have thought of Dubai as such more of a controlled conservative culture. Like yeah. they wouldn't be having people just getting shit faced drunk and, you know, flopping around like uh Jersey shore people. Right. Um, although British, that was, that was such a horrible accent to hear drunk. My goodness. But um, yeah, like just seeing them behave the way that they did over there, I was like, well, Dubai has changed a lot. But when I think of Dubai, like circa 2001, I'm thinking of a much more conservative you know, place. Uh, so for them, like they would have known, right? You'd think that they would have known that somebody that important to this type of thing they came into their country. They knew where right? he was. Yeah. So all this idea of us going over to Afghanistan because they're harboring him. He's on dialysis. <laughs> when he's on dialysis in Dubai. Disclosures are known to come from French intelligence, which is keen to reveal the am ambiguous role of the CIA to and to restrain Washington from extending the war to Iraq and elsewhere. That was in 2001. Bin Laden is reported to have arrived in Dubai on July 4th from Quetta or Quetta in Pakistan with his own personal doctor, nurse, four bodyguards to be treated in the urology department. While there, he was visited by several members of his family and Saudi personalities and the CIA. The CIA chief was seen in the left on his way to see bin Laden. And then and I can't read the rest. But anyway, so I didn't just make that up out of out of uh, thin air or whatever. So. Yeah, well, it says the CIA. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. The, the CIA chief was. I was just looking up when did the Afghanistan war start? Started um, in started October, October 7th, 2001. So that started October 7th. Yep. This is posted October 31st. Yep. We're going to Afghanistan to go after bin Laden. Yet they keep saying he's in Pakistan here in July and everything. You know, yeah. coming. Yeah. So did he have that little bunker thing that they said? Was he there the whole time? Probably. <clears throat> well, actually, no, because I think he died in 2001. But they mm -hmm. used that same bunker later on for the uh, the official death, the ambush or whatever. 
or that. Mm. Hey, I don't know. But look yeah. at that. See all that? Oh, yeah, CIA chief was seen in the lift on his way to see bin Laden. Then later, it is alleged, boasted to friends about his contact. He was recalled to Washington soon afterwards. Yeah. 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 I bet you they had to come to Jesus moment with him. Yeah. It's... <sighs> Oh, man. Now it says uh, intelligence sources say that another CIA agent was also present and that bin Laden was also visited by Prince Turkey, Al Faisal, then head of Saudi intelligence. Oh, great. Uh, who had who had long had links. <laughs> with, he had links to ISI, too. Let's remember you know, that. You know? With the Taliban and bin Laden. And then soon afterwards, Turkey resigned. And more recently, he has been publicly attacked. He has publicly attacked him in an open letter. You are a rotten seed like the son of Noah. Oh, what a what a burn. <laughs> hospital in Dubai emphatically denied that bin Laden was a patient there. Hmm. Washington last night also denied the story, of course. And then you look down there, he supposedly had hepatitis C and expect to live for only two more years. <clears throat> This is July of 2001, you know? Yeah. Lee Fargo was the uh, newspaper. But anyway, yeah. So he, uh, they kept saying that he died a, a, a slew of times uh, well before 2011. And I have it all there. But anyway, yeah, I took you away from the Fox News thing. That was like the one that 9-11 truth community uh, would always cite. And uh, a good reason. Yeah, let's switch back to that. Yeah. Yeah, it says, um, has died a peaceful death due to an Usama again with the, the USA. Yeah, and it says the Pakistan Observer reported it too. Yep. I wonder if we can, is that article archived somewhere, Chris? Uh, I had so many other ones that that may have been, but I can't locate it at the moment, but it could be. It'd be nice to find that original one. <coughs> yeah. To see what they're sourcing, because this one doesn't, it doesn't let me uh, uh, click on any hyperlink or anything there. There's no right. hyperlink attached to this, but it says uh, might be in I, the New York Times one afterwards. Okay, um, it says citing a Taliban leader who allegedly attended the funeral of the Al Qaeda leader. The coalition troops are engaged in a mad search operation, but they would never be able to fulfill their cherished goal of getting Usama alive or dead. The source said. Keep in mind, like Saddam and many of our own leaders and Hitler and all these other characters throughout history, let's not rule out the, the possibility of doubles because uh, the political decoys. So yeah. let's just keep that in mind, too. And it says, Bin Laden, according to the source, was suffering from a serious lung complication and succumbed to the disease in mid-December in the vicinity of the Tora Bora Mountains. Yep. The source claimed that Bin Laden was laid to rest honorably in his last abode, and his grave was made as per his Wahhabi belief. You mean they didn't chuck him into the fucking sea? Mm, yeah. You mean that they didn't do that? I thought that was supposed to be the thing that you're supposed to do. Maybe right? because maybe Isn't because that what that the, one book says or something. Maybe like, the one they threw in the sea was a was one of the decoys or doubles that they were keeping on you know on hand for such an occasion when they uh, you know. Wanted to boost Obama's uh, ratings and all that shit. I mean, where huh? is it? Where is it in whatever book? Because I've never, I've never read the Quran. You know, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know if there's anything in there where it says, "Make me fish chum." Yeah. 
you know, like I, I want to know, like, is there an expert out there? Is there anybody know, uh, you know about religion enough to say yay or nay on the fish chum part in, in, in the Quran? I'm pretty sure that maybe that's not a part of it. So apparently if he's a Wahhabist and Wahhabists were introduced back into uh, prominence uh, via the CIA. Yeah. And uh, Saudi Arabia back in the day, you know, cause we were fucking with Syria that we, we reintroduced uh, suicide bombing or the idea of suicide bombing into other cultures uh, via the CIA, I believe. Um, yeah. So yeah, it all comes back home to that. Uh, thanks guys. Great, great job. Uh, but it says about, uh, 30 yeah. close associates of bin Laden in Al-Qaeda, including his most trusted and personal bodyguards, his family members, and some Taliban friends. I wonder if anybody's ever interviewed any of those people. Is there yeah. any documents at all? Like if we're going after a guy that's supposed to be this level of international criminal where everybody on the face of the fucking planet knows yep. who he is and knows he's a terrorist, right? Yep. We're going after this guy. Has anyone ever <laughs> interviewed any associates of bin Laden and Al Qaeda? Has anyone been able to prove anything? Was there ever a court case? Oh, 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 oh that's one of the links I sent you too. There was a Ooh, uh, okay. a trial of Osama bin Laden, and the supposed evidence had had they ca- captured him, they would have been able to convict him. Kind of like the trial of Lee Harvey Oswald, they the TV movie that they had in the seventies. <laughs> And it says, too, that uh, some Taliban friends attended the funeral rites and a volley of bullets was also fired to pay final tribute to the great leader. leader. So they gave him a 21 gun salute. Yeah. I wonder if they played for those about to rock at the end as as they logged off of his. For those um, about to Iraq. Yeah. As as they logged him off of his uh, account for his online shooter games. Or or was that later on? Yeah. He was a gamer, folks, and he liked his porn, <laughs> and oh. he liked the movie Cars by Pixar. That I didn't even know <laughs> until that's today. Al- that's almost <laughs> offensive. That's almost yeah, offensive. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> was in Cars too, I think, as the uh, VW bus, the hippie bus. Oh, anyway. oh yeah, the hippie bus. Mm. be weatherman george Carlin. anyway so yeah so i'm telling you it was going around that he was already dead and it makes that curious uh statement by bush when asked about a year later after 9-11 what's up with bin laden and he goes ah, i'm not, not not something i'm really concerned about anymore remember it's like yeah. what the whole fucking thing is he supposed to be going to get this guy and you're not concerned anymore it's like what the fuck it's like, hey, Trump, you going after Hillary? Nah, yeah. no, we're not going after Hillary. Why would exactly. we do that? That's silly. Those are good peoples. What? Yeah, why would we do that now? I, wasn't that the whole fucking point? <laughs> anyway, then you got the New York Times thing. It kind of backs up Fox News here, but it's right in the headline even with that one. The New York, the third from the bottom there. Yeah, let me find It's right that. in the fucking headline, dude. <laughs> All right, so I got this one. Um, oh, wrong thing. Let me do that. Do, do. Uh, yeah. So right. and switching so. it over. Bam. All right. New York Times. A nation challenged the pursuit. High level murmurings that Bin Laden is dead. This is from John F. Burns, December twenty sixth of two thousand one. Yeah. Says as the hunt for Osama. They use the O in this one. So I guess the New York Times being <laughs> the uh, the paper of record, they can change the gimmick name officially. Um, but it says continues on both sides of the border between Afghanistan's Torabora district and the adjacent tribal regions of Pakistan. So there's some corroboration about the whole Tommy Franks is one of the sources, dude. General Tommy Franks. 
Ooh, yeah. Well, we'll read on. It says a succession of speculative and unsubstantiated reports have surfaced, suggesting that the Al-Qaeda leader may already be dead as a result of American bombing or even illness. Gee, Chris, do you think that would have made an impact on the public's willingness to go to war for Oh, you mean when uh, Saddam and his sons died from a bombing and then they changed the story and they kept the war on terror in Iraq going? No. Never. Oh, folks, you can go back and listen to yeah. that episode as well. That's uh, Saddam and Sons. He even um, had the interview with the guy <laughs> that killed Saddam and Sons. Yep. Yep. We have that uh, in past episodes for you all to check out. Trying uh, to get that gentleman's mother on a, on a show at some point, by the way. So it says in the article, over the last three days, the suggestion has come from Pakistan's president, General Pervez Musharraf, and from... General Tommy R. Franks, the American yep. military commander for Afghanistan. So, and think, dude, can't keep the spokesman for the anti terror campaign. You think he had some, like, a little <laughs> bit of weight on his shoulders to make sure that the whole deal kept going in Afghanistan, Chris? Yeah. You think that a lot of people that made a lot of things for people and made a lot of deals mm-hmm. had My a lot mula. riding on that? Mm, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's like it, it's like the absurdity of people being like sort of aghast this week about uh, First Republic going under and all these yeah. regulators not being able to catch any of it and then being able to sell their uh, investors down the river by telling yeah. them that everything's OK, folks. There's nothing to see here. We're totally solvent, totally stable. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just like you don't think that there's a lot of money involved in that and those little decisions. Why don't regulators work? Why don't generals make the right decision? Why do we get idiots like Blinken that go along with you know so so much bullshit and fuckery in the media? Why? Well, because there's a lot of money involved in these decisions that are being made, folks. Like we can we can speculate as to the ideology of these people if they wanted to fight like a a holy war like the neocons and Billy Crystal were not not the actor but Bill Crystal the the fuckhead. Um, we're, we're pushing for so many years that we have to fight this ideological war, the yeah. spiritual battle, this warfare over there, right? Uh, all the bullshit that they've used before, you know, just, just in a different type of soup, just broth is slightly different, right? Tastes yep. more like piss. Um, but, um, you know, it, so I'll take the fight club. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're pissing in the pissing in the soup. That's what makes the wonton soup taste like that. No, oh. but, uh, no, with this, with this one, um, it's American military commander for Afghanistan. You think he had any weight on his shoulders to, to give the green flag to go to war? But like, it was only speculative and unsubstantiated though. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if this man's a rich man now. Oh, Tommy Franks. Yeah. If, oh, if AOC can get into Congress, yeah. And become miraculously rich. Um, After a casting call, by the way. (laughs) I wonder if this motherfucker got paid. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. Now it says from Kenton. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. And it says from Kenton Keith. What a name. The spokesman here for the anti-terror campaign, as well as in today's issue of of a Pakistani newspaper, the Pakistan Observer. And again, no hyperlink to that. And I guess they weren't back in 2001. I can only imagine what that server and whatever in Pakistan must anonymous sources. And like <laughs> it might have looked like an old uh, geosites like type of fucking but website. It, yeah, but are they that anonymous when they named three of them right there and they're pretty high ranking? 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's the other. Yeah, the other was yeah. the claims, and now they're naming names here. Um, but then they say so unsubstantiated. You know. It's like, well, you just substantiated it, didn't you? You're naming three of them. They're pretty yeah. big ones. Would have been nice if they would have had the original Pakistan yeah. Observer thing, but in the, in the case of President Musharraf, General Franks, and Mr. Keith, the statements were conjecture. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All Based right. on the I'm... intensity of the bombings at Tora Bora, not on any tangible evidence of Mr. Bin Laden's death. Okay. It says only the Pakistan think... Observer went further, which again, they don't like, with a front page report under an Islamabad dateline that quoted an unnamed Taliban leader as saying that Mr. Bin Laden had a peaceful, natural death in mid-December oh, so in the vicinity. We, so even if we did get the Pakistan observer, they just admit right here that it was a unnamed... Uh, oh, yeah. And okay. news of that would have went over like a wet fart in church whenever it came to like the public's like willingness to go to war. Everybody <laughs> just would have went, oh, well, you know, the leader's dead now. It's just like, well... Kind of like Saddam and his sons, huh? Then we're the liberators of Iraq from leaders that are already dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they kind of reused that, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. they reused that angle. They yeah. even made gay sex tapes with these two characters, too. That's another article later on. Gross. 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 But, uh, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Well, what they did, yeah, but not, anyway. So and again, more corroboration on the claim that it was from a serious lung complication. <laughs> but uh, he was laid to rest honorably in his last abode. Yeah, this is the same quote from that we read from the other article. In a grave prepared according to the beliefs of the fundamentalists. So it's slightly different. It's it, uh, yeah. because of their description of it. Yeah, so this kind of like goes to my point. He was laid to rest honorably in his last abode in a grave prepared according to the beliefs of the fundamentalist Wahhabi sect of Islam to which the Al-Qaeda leader belonged, the report said. Where again does it say it's okay to be fish chum? That, that's, <laughs> right, right. that's what I want to know. Why did they throw his body in the sea then? Mm -hmm. If if he was buried according to his Wahhabist belief, show me the Wahhabist belief that that's okay. Yeah. But um, now it says also since September 11th, see they have to immediately. So why would they? Why would the CIA <laughs> need to fake a vaccine drive to get Bin Laden's DNA from his family if he was already buried, folks? Yeah, or you know, other than proving that you can do such a thing with technology, because or were they the just using the vaccine thing and saying it was a Bin Laden uh, sting type thing? It's sort of disgusting, Chris, and it's all it's, disgusting. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it's sort of disgusting though that even like the technology that we're utilizing right now to yeah. have this discussion was partly you know sort of honed over in the sandbox of the world. That we created right. in in Afghanistan and Iraq for for many years, that the i the idea of being able to put out information, communicate like this, to be able to do video calls, GPS, like yeah. using the internet, just like any of these types of things, utilizing social media and the, and the fuckery there, like there's so much to this. But it really too, it all goes back to what we talked about on the 420 special with yellow journalism. Like how much, how much of the water for the establishment or for the CIA or for the military is our mainstream American media holding? Like, do they, do they ever get, I mean, if they're, if they're allowing the FBI into Twitter to have access to people's DMS, according to Elon Musk, yeah. you don't think that they had people in the fucking newspapers circa 2001 and on? 
You don't think the people were working in, in both media, the military, and the government to influence what the American people thought <laughs> about going to war there and that they could have utilized that to even cover up something that was rather that just spoiled, would have spoiled their whole angle, would have mm -hmm. spoiled part of the emotional satisfaction. Because when people wanted justice for what happened on 9-11, they wanted to see bin Laden dead. That was one of the most immediate things that people were claiming. As soon as it was pinned on him, then the entire culture at once was, was fantasizing, fetishizing, fetishizing the death of, of Osama bin Laden. Like it was on T-shirts, mugs, hats, you know, people shooting were going targets. around. Yeah, shooting targets. Like they were, they were propagandizing you they to work with this the, guy Saddam in the in the first Gulf War. My father belonged to a, a gun range, and they had Saddam targets there in like ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, like that's why that's why his face, his image, like it's recognized. He's one of the more recognizable faces of the twentieth century, of the twenty first century. Like we we we're not that far into this century. But I'd say, like in the top 100 of most recognizable faces or names, yeah. he's got to be on that list. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's—I don't know if he's top 20, but I don't he's know with all the, the all, with the with the media and TikTok and the the barrage of crap we're thrown at every day, and the, the generation coming up, they're starting to forget who Osama is, and it's only been 20 years. Oh, so, and you know, people are forgotten for reasons too. That, that's why the—that's why most of Western civilization knows dick all about Benito Mussolini. Or in Giovanni Gentile, like that's why people that are out in the street in the streets with their uh, purple Kato, hair for whatever. Kato Kalen, like, yeah. you know. Oh, oh well, yeah, no, Kato Kalen is, yeah, yeah. That's that's a, a, a bit more obscure, I'd say, but <laughs> yeah, but they, he's uh, just as important a figure. You know what I mean? He was the uh, story. He was, he was the house guest. Yeah, yeah, it's a rather odd thing that 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 uh, that whole issue proved. <laughs> yeah and and it, and it really did prove that uh no matter well yeah yeah because no matter what the evidence is that the way that the evidence is presented to people yeah matters like it just you can have you can have a stack of evidence on somebody but it's never it's never going to be um presented if the person pleads guilty right like we've been talking Our about that a lot Chapman. lately yeah sirhan sirhan yep you're right. So without there ever being like a true trial where there was evidence presented for and even when there is, involvement. Even yeah. when there is six, like Tim McVe Timothy McVeigh's, the trial is going to be a kangaroo trial anyway, or the Boston bombing bomber trial. That was they didn't even allow cameras in there. Some people think that wasn't even him in the courtroom, and including the bomber's family. <laughs> they said that's not my that's not uh Joe Carr or whatever, however you pronounce it. So all these things are so James Holmes of yeah. the Batman movie theater shooter. Like, you know, Hey, uh, can I, can I run something right by you real quick? Cause I got ADD yeah, sure. real bad. And Let's do it. Something I found last night, it was in my notes from like years and years ago. And it's the last link I have right there. Right. It's from the guardian again. Okay. But take a look if you can. It's actually uh, <clears throat> the second to last one. Look okay. at the date of this article and look at the headline of this article and tell me what you think. 
So you want the Guardian one you said? CIA agent alleged no, the to web have archive, the second the one that says take a look at the date at this particular it's the article. CNN one, yeah. I yeah. So. Check yeah. this out and tell me it, it ties in, believe me. It, it it will tie in. Yep. No, I was I, I'm glad that you pulled this because I was I was gonna include it too and I forgot. Here we go, folks. This is from CNN.com. This is from September 10th. 2001 at 3.38 p.m. And what does the uh, headline say, Six? Because you, you're a better speaker than me. Uh, report, plane tracking satellites can be jammed. And what happened uh, the next day with all the chaos and confusion? Oh, well, it's... And the possible they, over 100 war games and drills going on. Yeah. I just want to blow this up so people can see it. No oh, pun intended. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. It went dark, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what what did they do to some of those planes that they lost tracking of? They hmm? said the transponders were all turned off on all four of them. But that doesn't include all the other planes they said were hijacked or were giving off weird signals here and there. Would a transponder show something like the plane being shot down? I think it was Colonel Tim Osmond, but I can't prove that yet. <laughs> now it says uh from washington the satellite system that the federal aviation administration is counting on to help planes arrive on time can be blocked or jammed a new government report says the yeah. report by the transportation department's volp national transportation system center said that they signal from the satellites known as gps this is what we were just talking about whenever it comes to like the yeah. technology and mm -hmm. how all this was used and how, how all this technology was introduced to the public Yep. Yeah, known as GPS or global positioning system could be blocked by buildings or interference from other transmissions. Yeah. In addition, the signals could be jammed or the satellites could be attacked. Though the report calls the last scenario highly, highly unlikely. unlikely. <laughs> then lo and behold, less than 24 hours later. Dun, dun, dun. So let me just plant this seed in your mind. That something like this is possible. But so that when it happens, it's like, oh my goodness, that highly unlikely scenario that they talked about happened. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. He even said the FAA's 11.5 billion plan to allow more. <laughs> yeah. Use the satellites. Yeah. And take to off. Land, and to take off and fly from place to place. And look See? at what we've been having so much fun with the past, what, two years? Yeah. What's been going? I like the, the the idea of like planes being run off the runways, all this stuff. The FAA grounding everything for the first time since nine eleven. Yep, yep. And we've spent at this at this point. This is going back a ways, right? Going back to you go back the day before. <laughs> we spent yeah the day before nine eleven. Not even we a spent full twenty four hours, dude. Fucking eleven point five billion, and air traffic is still this fucked up. <laughs> like. Come on, man. Where's the money really going to? Where is it really going to? That's what I want to know. Yeah. If it's they, actually going yeah. in all this stuff and it's still this fucked up, is is it really that hard? Am I that much of a lay person whenever yeah. it comes to making this happen? Like can, even can Norman Mineta, the transportation secretary, says at the end of this article that he's awaiting uh, 60 days for all uh, the recommendations and stuff. And that'd be like what I did November of 2001, you know. Yeah. And we would says, already be full blown into the uh, Afghanistan war by then. Now, I think we recently got rid of a system and upgraded it and it made it shittier. 
since then, if I'm not mistaken. I think we read about that a couple yeah. episodes ago, Chris. So, so. But uh, yeah. oh man. So where do you want to go to next, my friend? We have a bunch of different directions that we can take this, a bunch of articles that you saw. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to show that just because I was like, wow, that was something I forgot all about. And I apparently stumbled upon it uh, two or three years ago, probably sending it to Don. And he probably never saw it but because I sent him so much. But Should we yeah, go to no. the trial article maybe? Yeah, that yeah, if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, no, no. Actually, it's... hold on one second. One second. Right. I, it's a good point. Um. On the, the shared articles that well, actually, no, I think it's in the email. Yeah. Okay. I'm it in the email now. Benito. I don't can't pronounce her because I'm a, I'm ignorant American, but American, the America. American. Um, let's go to the other highly publicized announcement of bin Laden's death. It was the leader of Benazir Bhutto. Yes. There's two YouTube uh, things. And I think one of them is like two minutes and the other one's like 30 seconds. Just to prove, just to hammer home the point of that. And this is from 2007, I believe. We okay. Just yep. share that. That'd be awesome. And yep. Bringing it up right now. You're the man. Yeah, it's doing it. All right, cool. All right. And unmute. Probably going to turn that down a little bit. Uh, actually, StreamYard does a good job with it. Yeah. All right. Let's hit it. That's very courageous indeed. Tell me. Not on the screen, though. So do you know yeah. yet, does anyone know exactly who was responsible for this assassination attempt? There was one report that said that you had arranged to send President Musharraf a letter to be sent in the event of your death by assassination, urging him to investigate certain individuals in his government. Is that true? Yes, it is true that I wrote to General Musharraf. I received um, information from uh, General Musharraf that a friendly country had passed on to them the information that I could be attacked by a gang from the Afghan uh, warlord Betula Masood or by um, Hamza bin Laden, the son of Osama bin Laden, or by the Pakistani Taliban in Islamabad or by a group in Karachi. So I sent back a letter saying that while these groups may be used, I thought it was more important to go after the people who supported them, who organized them, who could possibly be uh, the financiers or the organizers of the finance for those groups. And I named three individuals who I thought were their sympathizers. Now I understand that I could be wrong and my suspicions could be misplaced. But these are the people that I suspect want to stop the restoration of democracy. They want to stop my return because they know in 1993, when Pakistan was on the brink of being declared a terrorist state, I stopped the rise of terrorism. And they know that I can do it again. So I feel that these are the forces that really want to stop not just me, but the democratic process and the will of the people from triumphing. And uh, in terms of these three people that... Uh you mentioned, um, were, they, were they members of or associated with the government? Yes, well, one of them is um, a very key figure in security. He's a former military officer. He is someone that um, has had dealings with um, Jaish Muhammad, one of the banned groups with Maulana Azhar, who was in an Indian jail for decapitating three British uh, tourists and three American tourists. And um, he also had dealings with uh, Omar Sheikh, the man who murdered uh, Osama bin Laden. Now I know that having dealings with people 
uh, does not necessarily mean direct evidence, but I also know that internal security has totally collapsed in Pakistan and that internal security cannot collapse uh, without there being some blind eye, if not collusion, being turned to the rise of the militants and militancy. Not only are our tribal areas out of our control, but even the beautiful valley of Swat is now under takeover by Islamists. So I would like to see a park-led police inquiry assisted by Scotland Yard or the FBI come in, use their forensic and scientific explanation to find out not only the perpetrators, but the financers and the organizers of this heinous crime that killed 158 innocent people. Wow. So she actually wanted an investigation, like a real investigation, Chris. Think of the madness of that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm actually outside here, full disclosure. Um, so I got the rain coming down. She did mention going to Bin Laden's funeral, right? Because that, that was uh, one of the clips I think I sent. Well, and uh, so she talked about Hamza. I caught that. And then she also talked about wanting to have an investigation. Uh, let me pull the other uh, video because you sent two. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So here, let me pull that up and get that bookmark. Yeah. A lot of people that. speculate that she was assassinated because of saying that she was at his funeral and named his killer. Yeah, this Over one is entitled... Man who murdered uh, Osama bin Laden. And on the day when I was in the Situation Room monitoring the raid that brought Osama bin Laden to justice, he was hosting the Celebrity Apprentice. And there was one report that said that you had arranged to send President Musharraf a letter to be sent in the event of your death by assassination, urging him to investigate certain individuals in his government. Is that true? Yes, it is true that I wrote to General Musharraf. I received um, information from uh, General Musharraf that a friendly country had passed on to them the information that I could be attacked by a gang from the Afghan uh, warlord Bethullah Massoud or by um, Hamza bin Laden, the son of Osama bin Laden, or by the Pakistani Taliban in Islamabad or by a group in Karachi. So I sent back a letter saying that while these groups may be used, I thought it was more important to go after the people who supported them, who organized them, who could possibly be uh, the financers or the organizers of the finance for those groups. And I named three individuals who I thought were their sympathizers. Now I understand that I could be wrong and my suspicions could be misplaced. But these are the people that I suspect want to stop the restoration of democracy. They want to stop my return because they know in 1993, when Pakistan was on the brink of being declared a terrorist state, I stopped the rise of terrorism. And they know that I can do it again. So I feel that these are the forces that really want to stop not just me, but the democratic process and the will of the people from triumphing. And uh, in terms of these three people that... Uh you mentioned, um, were, they, were they members of or associated with the government? Yes, well, one of them is um, a very key figure in security. He's a former military officer. He's someone that um, has had dealings with um, Jesh e Muhammad, one of the banned groups with Maulana Azhar, who was in an Indian jail for decapitating three British uh, tourists 
and three American tourists. And uh, he also had dealings with uh, Omar Sheikh, the man who murdered uh, Osama bin Laden. Yep, there it is. The man who murdered Osama bin Laden, she says. Hmm. I wonder what she meant by that. That's interesting, Chris. <laughs> she also, I thought I had the clip too, where she uh, was openly talking about attending his funeral. <laughs> hmm. but, let's I, go. Let's go back. I'll I'll, uh, I'll check that out in a moment. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong because I was scrambling a little earlier. No problem, man. No, let's go back to. Uh, I'm going to go back to the email because you have uh, a bunch There's a of lot there. there. Yeah. Um, that's why have... we're. That's the real reason, folks. Where that we're starting a little late. That I'm a jackass and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too much of my plate full disclosure uh, mr oh. six is right on time oh no uh these uh these links here that i'm seeing chris from the email um the benazir budo named yeah. osama bin laden's killer before her death uh that's from pravda uh maybe i'll i'll pull a couple of these up yeah. and we'll go through them here yeah i'm looking I'll at the email man too yeah yeah i'm gonna pull those two up as well anything that i see involving her I'm just going to scroll through the rest of it real oh, quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I got Pravda, and then we got uh, Revealed Bin Laden was murdered. That's Press Corps. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the, the only stuff I could pull on her uh, real quick. Um, but in one of those, it does say that she had mentioned his funeral as well. And this is 2007, folks. So this is different than the December 2001 thing we were just talking about. Well, I'll pull this up from ABC News just to show people something, too. Um, I love how they, whoever created the first video that we showed, showed the the uh, parallels with Hillary talking about when bin Laden got justice, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. What like, there was no trial, you know? Yeah, this one is, so who actually killed Osama bin Laden? Yeah. Uh, from ABC News. This is circa 2014. This is three and a half years after the American bullets felled Osama bin Laden. Controversy has been reignited over who actually pulled the trigger that fateful night. Now that the Navy SEAL who claims to have personally killed the Al-Qaeda leader yes, has been publicly really. identified. And keep this in mind, folks, too. I We should get to the article after about the 22 Navy SEALs that were involved with the bin Laden raid died in August of 2011 in a plane crash, in a helicopter crash. Well, but, yeah. But, and but right here, of, yeah, Robert yeah. O'Neill wrote a book and he claims credit. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know who he killed, but uh, Bin Laden has died a few times now up to this point. Yeah, well, it says like, so what I wanted to show before we wrap things up, Chris, it was that I wanted to show people that even going by the official story, that there's a lot of fucking questions to be had, right? Exactly. <laughs> that then not you have all these alternatives that are most likely closer to the truth than the official one. It's all rabbit holes. And dating back a lot older too, like like angles that had developed and connections made that had developed long before even 9-11 happened. So like it's it's kind of unlikely that those things would just be, you know, fluff, right? Just thrown out there. Right. That, yeah, it's it seems like it would be much easier to kind of go forward with the the lie, the big lie, you know, as people some, get further and further away from it, especially people, time wise. Well, some people even speculated that he had already died of uh, liver failure 
in 2000 and possibly before oh. that even. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, uh, I remember watching, um, a history of world war two documentary. I think it may have been like, Ken, like something like Ken Burns where they talked about how Hollywood designed like fake bases. Yeah. Like they would have, they had like inflatable tanks and stuff the like inflatable that. Inflatable tanks in world war two. Yeah. Yeah. They could do that back then, folks. They could fool people into bombing fake places. Well, what they did was they then. they said that the inflatable <laughs> tanks were a scare tactic to make the enemy, the Germans, think that we had larger numbers than them and for them to retreat. Uh, we have speculation from the chat that Osama could be an immortal, like sort of like a Highlander of sorts. Uh, maybe he is Tim Osmond. Maybe it, it is Osmond going back He's to like one of the other uh, Donnie Osmond, Donnie and Marie and Tim. Is does Osmond lead back to uh, ancient Scotland somehow? Like for the Highlander whole angle? I knew it. Ah, see, see, this is why our chat's the best. No, but it, it also says uh, Osama was hosting the Celebrity Apprentice, um, and also. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Keep it coming. But uh, no, this is um, this is also uh, from the article. It says here, the special operation news website, sofrep.com, okay, uh, reported Monday that Robert O'Neill is the name of the former SEAL Team 6 member who was identified only as the shooter in an Esquire magazine article last year titled The Man Who Killed Osama Bin Laden. Well, why wasn't he on the same helicopter that the 22 other individuals that unfortunately perished? Why wasn't he on that with them? Well, going back to some recent stories that kind of like I'll, I'll tie into this too um, in, in their crazy ways, as we know. Um, the recent release of the uh, January 6th footage to somebody like Tucker Carlson. Everybody's like, why only Tucker Carlson? Why exactly. only this one guy? Yep. Why Esquire magazine then? Yeah. Can we ask that question in this story? Is that okay? Because like uh, for Esquire magazine, it, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, I would consider them to be part of the platform, as we call it here on the show, which <laughs> means that they they are like they just parrot or mockingbird, if you will, um, the same bullshit as all the other major news platforms. So the, the, if you see positive articles about trans kids in time, you're going to see it in Esquire. If America wants to go to war, they're going to be pro-war. Um, if America wants to lock you down and shove vaccines in your eyeballs, Esquire is going to be about that shit. That's that's just what I'm thinking, right, Chris? Like, just Esquire, we probably can't rely on them for solid anything. Stool, maybe. Um, but they're all stooling us, folks. Stool. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Um, now, it says... Uh, the. Last year's article, the the man who killed Osama bin Laden is screwed. Oh man! Um, now shout out to Norm Macdonald because Screwed was an amazing movie. Uh, but uh, Wednesday, international publications reported the name as well. And today, the Washington Post, the CIA's newspaper, published an interview with O'Neill in which he describes the terror leader's purported final moments. Two special operations sources previously identified O'Neill as the shooter in quotes it says to abc news now despite the definitiveness of the esquire magazine article title there are lingering lingering questions ling, 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 
over whether O'Neill was the man who actually killed Bin Laden, as his account differs markedly oh <laughs> from that of Mark Owen, the pseudonymous uh, former SEAL Team 6 member yep. who wrote the book No Easy Day about the Bin Laden raid in 2012. Yeah. I wonder who his publisher was for No Easy Day. <laughs> Could we look that up, Chris? Was it No Easy Day, the publisher? Let's see that, folks. See, we're connecting dots here. Yeah. All running in, in between the lines or whatever. Well, no yeah. No Easy Day. Doing it live. Yeah. No, no Easy live, Day about, about the Bin Laden raid in 2012. I wonder who gave him the hookup to spread a falsehood potentially, right? Yeah. On that big of a platform after that hot of a story. Because we're talking about like May 2nd, 2011 yep. until 2012. That book was hot off the presses, boy. Like it takes, I mean, you can, you, you, you know, like, but you know, Don oh, yeah. could probably uh, protest as well. See what I did there? Well, um, have... That okay. it, it, it takes a while to put this shit together. If you're going to put out a book that means fuck all. Dutton, <laughs> like Dutton, Dutton is the publisher. Let's Dutton what, is the publisher. See what Dutton's into. Yeah, I wonder what their ties are. Is it the Defense Department, the Pentagon? Oh, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah, for, run by former head of Raytheon. <laughs> or, yeah, know, Raytheon or, has their claws into 9/11 too. Well, that's a different day. Uh -huh. but, yeah. yeah, different day. Well, that just goes to show you how many webs are tied into you know stories like this <laughs> yeah. that it takes multiple hours and multiple episodes just to cover certain even just like, little aspects of things yeah well yeah yeah this is this is just one of of many uh different conspiracies that you know surround 9-11 that are worth looking into um chris you've uncovered a lot of them perhaps one well, day you could do a 9-11 book uh, yeah, there's that. There's a Columbine book people want me to do, a Kurt Cobain mm -hmm. one I already did. I'm just waiting on uh, waiting on that. But yeah, no, a Dutton is an offshoot of Penguin books. Oh, okay. Now I got to look up Penguin. I'm like, what's going on with Penguin? All right. This is how you do it, though. This is, how, this is how you go back and find the connections between folks and between people and why they got away with Because like, I'm thinking, like, isn't it? Like if, if you're going to write a book about something like this historically important <laughs> when it comes to the, the assassinate, you know, the assassination of a guy or yeah. killing of a guy, whatever you want to call it, um, in a foreign country by us servicemen, supposedly. Um, and the, the fucking guy that supposedly did it has a, has a markedly different markedly. It says different story. Uh, than the person that wrote the first big book about it. Like I, you know what Penguin's tagline is: "Is we are what you read." <laughs> oh, we are what you read. We are what you. The fuck read. does that even mean? Uh, that's just to show you, like, the, how how many offshoots and subsidiaries of. Oh there yeah, because now it's telling me like... that Penguin is part of Random. I'm like, yeah. Talk about the rabbit hole. <laughs> I have to look up. Following the octopus's tendrils back to the the chief octopus like there's many small little baby octopi underneath with many other little tendrils and, and we're just all, they're all about <laughs> publishing for young readers too it's like okay like that i'm not saying they publish this but remember when they they turned the uh 
9-11 commission into a comic book for kids so they could teach them in school about it, the official story. Did they ever do that with JFK? Is there a JFK comic book out there? Well, you say it probably. I haven't, yeah. I haven't even looked into it. I don't know. Do it. Yeah. Go penguin. Random no, house. that's, that's a future episode for don't take our word for it. With you, yeah. Peter Spikosh. There's like, a lot of connections everywhere. I, I would, I would love to be a part of that. We'll oh, have yeah. to get the three of us together and we'll do a, a deep dive into if there is one, Yeah. the, uh, we'll, we'll do like a, a screening of it. So people can like, we'll, we'll flip through the comic. Like I'll get it like a digitized version of it yeah. and we'll flip through it on air. So people can see, uh, the, the JFK comic book. That'd be, well, now I'm seeing oh, yeah. of it. the JFK video game that was put out too. Oh man. That's what platform on... was that on? Was that an, was that an internet video game? Was that like no. a flash game that somebody did or? Yeah. And it caused an uproar for about a week and then people forgot about it, but they had a Columbine yeah. game too. Yeah, outrage games are a thing. Um, they've been around a long time. I remember playing a lot of different games on a, a website called Newgrounds.com back in the day. Newgrounds had a ridiculous uh, little flash games of all different types of goofy sexual things, super violent things, just like early internet gold. Uh, we'll share this, uh, Six, just to show people that we're not making this bullshit up. Look at that link. All right. Are you dropping it in the it's right there? Yeah. In our JFK reloaded. Is yeah, that it? That's, oh, that's it. crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. It's a real deal. <laughs> All right. Let me add this then to the source list and let's scroll down. Sorry to ahead. have all those other links in our little chat. No. Not in the email. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. No, I think I got them all bookmarked. So, um, but now it says JFK reloaded. This is from Wikipedia is a 2004 first person shooter game. Developed and published by Traffic Games, it simulates the 1963 assassination of John F. Kennedy, 35th president of the United States, according to the report of the Warren Commission. So it, yeah, so it uh, follows the timeline of the Warren Commission, which is, uh, well, quite inaccurate, um, Chris, uh, especially those, those two bullets to the back that you uh, shared some stuff about in the autopsy report, that whole deal. So you mean the bullet Ford. hole in the windshield, too, from the front? Yeah, mm -hmm. there's bullets going everywhere in Geely Plaza, in the grass even. FBI guys, pictures of FBI guys picking up things out of the grass, putting in their pockets, getting the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah, all over yeah. the place. Because the, the way he grabbed his throat, sign, the, the sign, dude. Like yeah. Yeah. The street sign, the Stemmons Freeway sign had bullet holes in it. They replaced that sign within days, if not a day. Yeah. But uh, Tom says that he's a vagina. Thank you, Tom. Um, no, Thank but it you. says uh, JFK, re <laughs> JFK Reloaded. Um, yeah, that's following the Warren Commission. I would say that, yeah, there's no way that JFK grabbed the front of his you know, throat like yeah. that had he had been hit from the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you think if you were hit from the back, you'd grab your back like, oh, God. Like, he grabbed his throat instead was his immediate reaction. Like, oh, I might be bleeding to death, so I got to grab my throat. I don't know. You can't jump inside the man's brain. But they even fucked with his brain, didn't they? There was yeah. all kinds of fuckery that went down with JFK's brain afterwards, too, I believe. And then it disappeared from the National Archives, too, mysteriously. Did Sandy Berger put that in his socks, too? Sandy Berger of TWA 800 fame and Clinton fame? Yeah, probably. 
Yeah, yeah, folks, if you've never heard of that story before, go look up Sandy Berger and documents and you'll you'll just you'll probably yep. find a couple things. Um, okay. just saying. Such a crazy story. Actually, like if any of us would have done anything close to that, like Chris, could you imagine us under the jail? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, you watched it go to where was he? The Library of Congress? Yeah. And he well, got well, he was in the I think he was in the National Archives, I believe. Yeah. Which are yeah. in the if I'm not well, yeah, the library. library okay. So you're in that type of secure room with documents like that that are being held like and protected, you know, for preserved for reason. But not for and then, reason. Uh, yeah. And then you, you rip them out. You rip them out and stuff yeah. them in your pockets and forget that they're there. That's what I'm saying. You take the you take the briefs that you want, you know, to steal and you put them in your briefs. <laughs> Sorry. Because I mean, and I remember this because like, wasn't this due to like Clinton's involvement with chasing Osama that they were trying to put forth the idea, at least like this is what was being floated around at the time too on uh, shitty conservative uh, talk radio is that um, Clinton had a chance to kill Osama and didn't pull the trigger, so to speak. I'm going to pull up that clip for you right now to share with folks. And apparently that they had like a Harvey Keitel movie all ready and made to go for CBS yep. about the ordeal. And there was supposed to be a line where uh, Keitel points out that, you know, Clinton had a chance to kill Osama back in like two, uh, 1990, was it 1999, maybe or 98? Yeah, it was in 98. And that's one of the things when he bombed that, uh, that harmless uh, aspirin factory in like uh, Kenya or in Africa or whatever. He oh yeah. Was, yeah. We do he that. Said, oh, I was trying to take out bin Laden or whatever. Yeah. War on terror folks. Remember war on terror, winning hearts and minds by bombing the fuck out of aspirin factories. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. But the day before nine 11, Clinton gave a speech talking about, uh, I don't know why he was talking about it. It was the, Timing was kind of curious, but the day before 9-11, kind of like with Rumsfeld in his $2.3 trillion, like press conference. And also Joe Biden making curious claims the day before 9-11 about uh, things. Um, Clinton comes out and is doing like a, a, a dinner or something, and he just casually starts talking about how uh, he could have killed bin Laden. It's like, why are you talking about that like the day before 9-11? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Quite odd. Very Quite odd. odd. And it, uh oh Tom does elaborate just to let everybody know. elaborate on I'm a vagina. That, well, I'm sure he could uh, uh concur. Do you concur, uh Mr. Mayor? No, but it says I am what I eat, which oh, thank you, Tom. you're a pussy. Conspiring anyway. with Mr. Cooper, folks. Uh yeah. catch it every Saturday, I guess we could every say every Saturday, whenever we feel the yeah. the time to hit record. Yeah, but you guys have been pretty consistent with the Saturdays at least. So if people are looking to uh, you know catch the next one live, uh, they could do that. And then Chris, we'll, we'll have to work on. Um, I'll have to have to figure out how to do it with the other TMP channels to yeah. be able to let you go live on Rumble and Odyssey as well on the TMP wow. channels. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, we'll have to work. Well, we on have that. it right here with the Clinton on September 10th. You see that link? Oh, MSNBC. Got it. All right, just got to bookmark it, and we're there. So you're okay. not making this shit up, folks. <laughs> nope. Nope. We always source our uh, knowledge here. So let me switch over and boom. Yeah, this is from MSNBC. Bill Clinton on September 10th, 2001. 
I could have killed Ben Laden. Killing Ben Laden would have meant the death of hundreds of civilians, and then I, I would have been no better than him, Clinton says in a never-before-heard tape. Well, look at your body count, Mr. Clinton. I think you, uh, you know, <laughs> how many how many supposed uh, deaths there, huh? Not supposed. Well, how many I deaths mean, supposedly connected to him? To be fair, as we've talked about, though, with like the whole pre-crime element. <laughs> yeah. Like the what did what what should he have killed him for, and like and and there is some truth to what Clinton's saying there that if we go over there and just start blowing up people like you know innocent civilians and stuff, yeah. that that might make people mad, which would convince their government if they're worth a shit to probably want to go to some sort of war with us. Or what about his wife making the claim uh, about oh he he came what was the uh, I'm gonna butcher the thing but when they killed a. They killed an actual U.S. citizen with drones. Remember, we came, uh, we killed. He's dead or something. Remember that? that well, I, I'm I think that was about Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah, that's that line. Oh, am I mixing them up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be conflating, but it happens because they kill so many people, Chris. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's hard to get fucking track. Which I was going to make the point. It's not like, and you and you already said it, but just to reiterate, it's not like Bill Clinton ever had a fucking problem with blowing people up before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like if they were going to use officially like, and unofficially, by the way, yeah, like unofficial international pre-crime laws that, that they just yeah. make up, uh, dude, out of sheer assertion and of force, right? Because yeah. that's what we do. We don't abide assertion. by any international law whatsoever. We just go over. Yeah, we literally go over and stick our dick in other countries without well, asking. Well, in his case, yeah, quite literally. Well, uh, yeah, he's definitely the guy to do it, folks. I but mean, he doesn't. He would be no better than Bin Laden, though. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. I mean, hey, I mean, when you uh, they probably attract one another. There's a reason why folks, and we've talked about this before on our shows, that there's a reason why folks like that rise up to that level in the hierarchy, right? Yeah. That they all have to be psycho, you know, psychopath murderers or some type of, you know, junkie or whatever. You like have you to have to be compromised. Of, compromised be, in a way. Yeah. You have to be of some kind of uh psychological profile to really some kind of creep, basically. Basically. Now, says 10 hours before the first plane hit the World Trade Center in New York City on September 11, 2001, Bill Clinton allegedly told a group of businessmen in Australia that he had a chance, you know, part of the five eyes, of course, uh, businessmen. I wonder who those businessmen were. I wonder if the Carlisle group was the Carlisle group with Bush and Bin Laden's brother. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, they think they were in Washington. I wonder. Oh, this is a question for our friend Harps. I wonder if Harps knows about any of the connections uh, between Clinton and businessmen and Australia and stuff that was going on during that era. <laughs> yeah, because you guys did an awesome conversation about that massacre, man. The Port that Arthur, was... yeah, Port wow. Arthur massacre has a lot of parallels to Columbine, Sandy Hook, all of them. Yeah, and uh, that that is definitely getting a lot of views too, because I think it's something that people might not be as familiar with. Not at all, and they should be. Yeah, Oscar well, Zimmerman was the guest author. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, you guys, you guys powered through some connection issues with him and everything, yeah. but it still turned out to be a great conversation, Cause, man. Because he's in Australia as well. Same with Harps. So we did the best of what we had to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they have probably have like some kind of like rattlesnake thing that's also a centipede <laughs> that like eats the internet lines or something. They got some wild fucking animals there, folks. They and bugs, animals there. Yeah. Like, life too if if i lived in australia i would want to be friends with harps and have all the guns with him as well 
Now that, because, now that's a knife. Yeah, yeah, because shit okay. out in the bush, like out in Australia, <laughs> like I'm not fucking with anything there. Like I see a scorpion, I'm unloading. <laughs> like I'm not yeah, I'm not going out like that. <laughs> and we don't play yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See a caterpillar? Yeah. No, I wouldn't shoot at a caterpillar. No, not the caterpillars. But you never know, they could be poisonous as fuck too. I'm gonna know. fucking unload then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on myself gross anyway that would be the ultimate gun film it's just like nature versus man you know the the shootout just a machine gun like for two hours all it is all right that's my soundtrack <laughs> the punisher <laughs> I, I love those like uh absurd like um what do they call them like um type of films where like the gore is overly done it's oh, like, um, like trauma. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be that would be a perfect trauma film, actually. Uh, maybe yeah. we could pitch that to Lloyd. Uh, it's just so yeah, man, you know, call me back. All these people tell me yeah, to yeah. come on, and then anyway. Well, you have some environmental uh horror films to do, and maybe that could be maybe that could be a spot in the horror film. He's the king uh, of the environmental horror films. Yeah. yeah, you just have to have like machine gun guy because that's a perf- that's like a perfect trauma film staple character. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you just have machine gun guy. And like he he comes Sergeant, out against the nature. Sergeant, Sergeant Kabuki man. Anyway. Yeah, we need to find like the most like juiced up like gorilla dude to like carry an actual machine gun like Arnold like did in Terminator Two with like the Gatling gun deal. I'll call up Jesse Ventura and say, uh, "You still got time to bleed?" All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh no! I, I, well, Jesse Ventura is uh, optioning to run for president. He says. Uh, I was, was I was rooting for him uh, back in the day too. People would laugh at me. I'd be like, he's the only independent one. But I'm sick of talking about politics. Six, to be honest with you, I get into trouble, and uh, a lot of the time, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, <laughs> well, I think that's that's a symptom of the universe because of what's presented to us. Like the 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 cult of presidency and the way that people run for president is just making public statements at comic cons now. Comic cons. Like, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm cool with comic cons, folks. If you like yeah. going to those types of things, you know our, our friend Peter Sikosh. If he's at any events coming up, go see him and uh, buy stuff from him. I got to he's meet awesome. Neil, Neil Adams, the late Neil Adams, a famous Batman uh, uh, comic book writer and, and artist at the Rhode Island Comic Con, and I'm sure everyone benefited from me letting that be known. Yes, you're yes. welcome. <laughs> Now, my brain is like mush today, so I apologize, folks. It's mush brain day. I mean, it's I don't know. Like they keep adding new uh, holidays that they keep making up. Now this this is you know just maybe a little bit of conjecture here, folks. But I think that they're slowly trying to erase like other holidays and replace them with other ones, kind of like they've done with other ones in the past. Um, but just like by manipulating our corporatist culture into the celebration of these new holidays. Um, so they're getting rid of like Mother's Day and other t- more traditionalist ones. Just don't to show how replace it Halloween. Yeah, ever. Well, getting to the, uh, the no, I mean that's still su- th- th- that's such a commercial hit that it would be it would be too obvious. Well, they start. Well, no, 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 not necessarily. They've been uh, over the last few years, and I don't even mean uh, the lockdowns. Years before that, they started to try to nix the whole trick or treat thing. Ask any kids nowadays of what trick-or-treating is, and not a lot of them are probably going to have any kind of uh, opinion on it. Be like, what, what is that? It'll be like, oh, you can't go to a stranger's house because, uh, you know, I don't know, they're in a adrenochrome cult or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, that's my soapbox. Thank you. <laughs> now it says on September 10th, 2001, Clinton was speaking to a group of about 30 businessmen in Melbourne, including Michael Kroger, the former head of the Liberal Party in the Australian state of Victoria. The event was recorded with the former president's permission, according to Kroger, but the audio never released until Wednesday night when Kroger appeared on Sky News with host Paul Murray to unveil it. Kroger said he had forgotten about the recording until last week. At the event in Melbourne, which took place not long after the end of Clinton's term in office, the former president was asked about international terrorism. And in quotes it says, and I'm just saying, you know, if I were Osama bin Laden, he's a very smart guy. I've spent a lot of time thinking about him, and I nearly got him once. Clinton was heard saying, I nearly got him, and I could have killed him, but I would have to destroy a little town called Kandahar in Afghanistan and kill 300 innocent women and children. Well, geez, what happened? In the, I mean, I guess if, if we're going to make these types of arguments that we ended up going there anyways, and we ended up going and killing all these people anyways, like, does it really benefit us at all um, that we could have got him? And again, like, for what? It never really says. Um, said that he's a very smart guy, though. So he's pumping him up a little bit, you know, push him. He's, he's, he's the Mandarin, man. He's really powerful, you know. <laughs> but it says um, innocent women. And That's have creating to the legend. <laughs> right yeah, creating the legend. Yep. And, uh, and I would have been no better than him, so I didn't do it. Um, do you think... Well what about our CIA that was helping him, you know, into his uh, bed for dialysis in Dubai in July? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now it says a spokesperson for the former president did not immediately respond to a request for comment, according to the Washington Post. And Clinton was paid $150,000 to speak to JT Campbell and company partner limited and party limited maybe in Melbourne that day, $150,000. Okay. But, um, Hey Chris, I just got, um, a message that I have to, uh, run. So I apologize, but I'm going to have to cut it here, my friend. Um, and to everybody that tuned in, uh, thank you. Uh, join the TMP crew, follow us on any, uh, platforms that we're on. Make sure to, uh, drop things in the comments for us. And uh, make sure to like and share these videos. Uh, Chris, I... the... No, it's fine. I understand. Do you have these other ones saved here, the, the last few? Or do you want me to uh, put them in an email or something? Um, if you... If you uh, they're, not really, they're not really as essential anyway. But um... I, have, I have the last two. I think I have them all. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, because the last one before that was the Guardian one, which I already pulled. Yeah, well, I think I have one. We'll yeah, take, I have we'll to go, brother. I'm sorry. It's okay. But, um, all right, folks. I'll, we'll see you all on Friday at 10 a.m., okay? Yeah. All right. And uh, until we meet again, until we are free, we are the new prisoners. <laughs>